It doesn't want unconsensual video recording. It's, it's, right? all, it's all this video is being recorded. And it's like, well, you know, when I'm talking to ISIS leaders living in Carlsbad, now they're going to know that I work for the CIA. If the Eye of Horus didn't give it away itself, speaking of which, I'm reading a book, reading, listening, called uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. That's a good, yep. I had, I despite all the conspiracies I go down, I had never, I always knew the sort of, I always knew what was at the top of it all. I mean, I knew, mm-hmm. I knew it was the Fed, but part of me, I wasn't as interested in it. I was more interested in the black technology, the orbital bombers. I was like, yeah, I get it. It's all a money system, and it's that's how you really wreck mm-hmm. nations. But I finally decided, kind of on a whim yesterday, I'd had it in my Audible library, and I finally decided, why don't I just start it? Why don't I just and see if it sticks? Sometimes they don't stick. Now I can't put it down, and I've yeah, been that, walking around the last 12 out, 24 hours just that, like a crazy person, mm-hmm. laughing at the sky, going, it's all fucked. There's no winning. There's absolutely <laughs> no winning. And I, I came up with a short phrase today in the shower while thinking about Don the Plip, like I always do in the shower. Shout out, Don. How, um, do, we, how do we not think about Don? How do you not think shower, about him? He's, a sec, he's the sex symbol of our time. Fuck me. I know. He's the Ayatollah, man. Yeah, fuck, fuck Ayatollah Don. <laughs> but, um... I realized, best case, it's so rotted through <laughs> that it's just evil through and through. That best case scenario, it's not intentional and coordinated. In which case, there's termites in the foundation. Worst case scenario, there's thermite in the foundation, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. intentional. Either yeah. way, I realized it's all fucked. And literally, I'm like, well, I'm just going to start praying. <laughs> right. You know, for, for me, I mean, that, that, that book right there is, is a great one. But for me, I know I've mentioned this one to you before, Dr. Mary's Monkey. Um, I need to, you know, yeah. and, and that, that, that book, I mean, it goes all the way, ties into Oswald and everything. Oh. And, you know, you, you, oh. yeah, it's it, like when I, when I saw that book and I saw the title, you know, and I went back at it, I'm, you know, because I, I had read it and gone through it before I met you and everything. But, you know, when we were talking to one day and it reminded me of the book, I I, I, like I forgot the full title of that book, and I went and I looked at it, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" It's like they wrote this just for you. Yeah, it's, um, it's and it, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's the creature from Jekyll Island. I mean, but God, it's also so fucking sexy. I love, I love conspiracies. I really love like post World War Two, Cold War conspiracies. But man, if I don't love me some like World War One, nineteen tens conspiracies, <laughs> like. Ooh, that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, man, it starts in 1913 going out to... Uh, but I did email his secretary, and I think, he, I believe he's in his 80s. He now runs something called the Red Pill Expo, which is in its, like, third year going. I think it's down in Georgia or Florida, but uh, it might be near Jekyll Island. But it's, like, or the Red, apparently he has all these big speakers, kind of, like, banned speakers out there. And uh, it's since like third year, but I did email a secretary and a secretary said she'll pass it along to him. To me, that's a win to get a response from someone is a win, even if it's a no. Yeah, to get it, I'll pass it on. That's a big win. Whether or not he's going to come on. I don't know. But God, I think it's G G Edward Griffin, I believe is his name. Yep, um, that's the dude. That's the guy. That's the OG. So I'm trying to get him on. And uh, yesterday I had on Bing West, the. Uh, the guy I that, saw that that wrote Mattis's uh, book with him, and um, yeah, so maybe we can push that into a certain somebody. I don't know. I won't bank on it, 
But um, I, I know a few former Marines that would love to see that episode ooh, if it pushes into ooh, that. Well, <laughs> I have been pushing for Mattis for the last year, and I've received very politely several rejections from his office. <laughs> to I think I'm, that's what I always call there's a fine line between in, in the podcasting world. I've developed several theorems and principles, but there's one of them is there's a fine line between persistence and harassment. And you got to the finest line I walked was probably getting on Dr. Ken Alabeck. That was a fine line. I was either going to get a yes, he's coming on or cease and desist. And <laughs> hey, it, it worked in my favor. But um, that was a great interview. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, what he has to say on autism. That man's going to cure autism on my podcast. God, God bless him. <laughs> it, he's going to cure autism on my podcast. And uh, but so. So for everybody that doesn't know, this is my buddy, David O'Neill, Big Dick Dave. And, um, we, oh, so, ooh, is that, no, is that, we won't say which ones, but as you know, there are backup channels to this podcast. There are redundancies and not on other platforms. There are sleeper cell channels on YouTube. Hey, if you can find one, maybe it'll be like the, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Maybe it'll be like the golden ticket. There are sleeper channels on YouTube somewhere out there in the ether no exist no no recognizable name no recognizable description or thumbnails or titles but sure enough they are the videos right there they exist there's several of them i i upload about 10 episodes a day to them and then once i get caught up i start a new channel and i'm just it's the war of attrition it's the long march through the institutions i'm just plugging them out and it's very interesting because at first, the first time it happened with the first backup channel, episode 370 with the great Claire Lopez talking about CCP infiltration, got removed. And to me, that was terrifying because that showed, okay, they're doing instant transcription mm -hmm. and then scanning this transcription. And I was like, fuck. But later episodes, perhaps 411 with Dr. Roger Hodkinson, didn't get removed. So I was like, interesting. On a on the second backup channel, Hodkinson got removed, but Ms. Lopez skated through. Isn't that just the strangest thing? There is. There's, and I'm trying to figure it out. So we're doing like we're doing original research right now. It'll be peer reviewed mm -hmm. one day. On the third channel, Claire and Roger both got through, but an episode with you on. Not even the not even the sweatshirt one, which we can't mention here, but the the episode uh not our five hour one, but our three hour marathon, Pizzagate, Quantum AI and whatever, and ExxonMobil. That one got the boot. But it didn't get the boot on the other two channels. So on the fourth and the fifth channels, I haven't I haven't I haven't caught up, so I don't know. Um but I am finding that the monolith is not, it's not a black box. There are cracks in the facade. Mm -hmm. And deep down inside, I just, I love to imagine that there's like a, there's a partisan, there's a pro-TPC uh, radical inside YouTube. I like to imagine well, that. Hey, James O'Keefe shows us they exist. And, you know, hey, if you're out there and, and you oh. haven't yet gone to um, Project Veritas Tips at ProtonMail.com, you know, you need to, you need to get on that. And speaking of that, um, 
you know, one of the things that James and that organization could probably be doing to uh, help things out, what's half of getting intel while paying sources, right? And so one of the things I've been putting a lot of thought to, um, it, thanks to Mitzi Purdue talking about how do we make a game that, um, you know, essentially can train people to look for signs of trafficking and whatnot. Well, I've been thinking about this. And, you know, going back to what we said in the Bitcoin Warlords episode, um, you know, about essentially how skins for a video game one day could be mm-hmm. um, essentially replacing right. a currency. Or as Tim Pool's even gone on, on and said, like, hey, when he was in Venezuela, you had guys holding like, you know, gold, World of Warcraft gold in their, you know, in their shit so that they could actually use that over the dollar as their own currency collapsed. So essentially, if you created a game that was popular enough that you could drop incentives to people that provide actionable intelligence that develops targets. And that could be, say, translated to a cryptocurrency like Monero or whatever, which could then be traded for an actual currency. You're two steps removed from essentially being able to print your own currency and the currency's value being dependent on that, how popular the game is. So I've been thinking that has been you, rattling around in my head for a while now. Can you go... So for everybody listening, Mitzi Purdue of uh, winthisfight.org, a human trafficking, anti-human trafficking organization. Big distinction, anti-human trafficking organization. <laughs> uh, funny how that one anti um, yeah. who put me in touch with Christy Wells of, um, of Safe House Project. And I recently had on just the other day, Brittany Dunn of Safe House Project, mm-hmm. and which got me into listening about uh, the Franklin scandal by uh, Nick Bryant. It's a 20-hour audio book. I mean, dude. It's it, it it's so what I went into with Brittany and David, as you know, you got to elbow to get in here because I'm just going to talk nonstop. As, oh, I know. I'm, I'm but, letting you do this like, because I know where you're going with it. And what, what I'm going to say is I, I feel like what you're saying with that, you know, that you're talking with Brittany, it's you know about how do we burn this into yes, their memory? Yes, yes, and yes, we yes. need we need a game that, you know, everyone that we're up against is working around the clock to convince the next generations and upcoming generations that the devil doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And we need something that not only sears it into their mind that the devil does exist, but then we have to prepare the next generation on how to fight. It. Mm-hmm. Well, and so. So I listened to so Tim Dillon, who I think is the funniest man in the world, and he has it, it, now he he's gotten really big and now he's making hella money and go for him. But as always, the earlier episodes are better. As one day this podcast will blow up and people will be like, "Remember the original episodes when they talked about Silicon Jesus before he sold out?" And hey, I recognize that that will happen. It's a natural part of the course of the world. But they always talk about they always talk about. Um, these books and so I finally listened they had on the author this was several years ago Nick Bryant who wrote about the Franklin scandal and in it is is what I so everyone listening I had on Brittany Dunn the other day of Safe House Project and we were talking about trafficking and how bad it is and what I spoke of and it wasn't Dale but there is someone I had on this podcast who is special forces who was telling me that like you have to watch the ISIS videos and I was like I was like no I'm quite all right i had watched some of them and i was like i'm, I'm okay i miss bestscore.com yeah 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 well and but i remember in like 2003 13 seeing the video of nick berg getting beheaded mm-hmm. and the only reason his screaming stopped was because they cut his windpipe and that always burned into my mind and i realized that you can't just look away from this stuff it's uh, the other analogy is, is you can't just watch the world trade centers collapsing from a from a camcorder taken out by the Statue of Liberty because it's an abstract and it kind of looks no different than a volcano or maybe an avalanche 
which you have to watch is you have to watch people jumping out of the windows, hitting terminal mm-hmm. velocity, hitting the pavement, and literally exploding into intestines and ribs. And you have to remember that that is the face of Islamic terrorism. So, child trafficking, horrible, absolutely horrible. I'm not trying to make light of it at all. Just like I'm not trying to make light of the World Trade Center's collapsing, but rather you have to go in and see what it really is. What did Eisenhower do? Not only did he bring in all the photographers to Dachau and Auschwitz and Bergen-Belsen and Kelmno, he said, take pictures of this because one day they're going to deny it happened. But what did the Allied troops also do? I know you know the answer. They went and got all the they went and got all the citizens from the nearby town and said, this is what you let happen by being complacent. Sounds terrible, but you have to burn it into your mind to know what it is you're fighting. It's like that photographer that took that picture in, I think, the first Gulf War, and it was of a U.S. bomb. that it wasn't necessarily anti-U.S. or anything. It was just, it was like a bomb. It was like an incendiary bomb that hit, like, a school, and there was, like, someone in there. And there was a picture of, like, it was, like, a student or something who's sitting at a desk, and the entire building's bombed out. And they look like burned sausage. Like you can see like the caves where their eyes are, like their teeth. And they're just like, I mean, it almost looks like melted plastic. They're just like stuck to the table. But there's literally still like a pencil nearby and at a desk. And it looks just some like hellish version of like, I mean, it almost looks like a super metal like rock album. But like it's this. And the photographer said, I took this picture so that people like my mother will know that this is war. And war isn't what you see on the evening news. And at the at the risk of of glorifying this stuff, at the risk of seeming like it's some sort of fetish, and also what I said with Brittany Dunn is an admitted risk of me having ulterior motives. Do I just want a killer podcast with an incendiary episode? Because I am clearly biased. I want my podcast to blow up. And if I have a super touchy graphic episode, it will get me subscribers, which will directly improve my life and my financial situation. So there is that motive. It can't be, it can't be said that there's not, I can say I'm as selfless as anything, but I'm, I'm driving this as a business. That being said, I do believe that we can't just say, oh, children are being trafficked. We can't just, like, one thing Tim Dillon always says is he doesn't say child trafficking. He says fucking the kids. Like, yeah. make sure you know what it is. Call or take it to the next level and make sure you say fucking the kids to death. Because, fucking the you kids know, at the death. extreme, yeah, that's where we're, that's but, what we're really talking about. You have to, right? It's like exorcism, exorcism of Emily Rose. You have to name the demons. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Although the satanic ritual abuse and cannibalism and murder and torture is not the vast majority of cases, I know that, just like the vast majority of bombing sorties were actually against Taliban, but some do hit a kid on a desk and melt him to the board. You have to bring up that, you have to show that part, right? Not every German soldier was a Nazi. Some were just scared shitless guys that joined the Wehrmacht so their parents weren't killed. I get it. Some of them are Adolf Eichmann, who said after he moved to, I think, Argentina, when I think about, because the the Argentinian government, if it's Argentina, if I'm correct, um, they wanted to hire him to start architecting their own sort of Holocaust. And a quote from him in the 50s is, when I think about killing, I lick my lips. I mean, these there are demons in the world. They are very real demons. They're not yes. just bad. They're not just people in unfortunate situations, which there are. With satanic ritual abuse, it's not, you can't write it all off as Pizzagate and shape-shifting reptilians. 
there are actual cases of people who it's not just enough that they fuck the kids. It's not just enough that they fuck them to death. There are cases such as the fa- uh, the fa- is it the founders or the finders the finders cult. Yes, the finders. I believe in the seventies where they found all these photographs of these guys in white robes with little kids in the woods as young as two years old. They would fuck the kids. They would make the kids touch each other. They would make the kids slaughter a goat and then play with the bloody head. Yeah, and if if you picked this up today with no context, you would think that this is some batshit crazy QAnon theory shit. But no, this is actual stuff. You can go look at the documents of this all actually happened. The Finder's Cult, and there is an actual DOJ DOJ memo on it, which, so they talk about, so they got, originally there was like a, and I'm going to butcher the city, so we're just for the sake of of simplicity, we're just going to say it was all in D.C., because I know at least part of it was in D.C. There was originally, they got a police warrant because I think there was actionable intelligence that kids were possibly being abused, maybe like a foster care system. They went in there and they found all this stuff. No one was there, but they found, um, is it a teletext machine? Is that what it was back in the day? It's almost like the stock tickers. Yeah, I forget the exact term it because was, obviously this is before my time. This and, was in the but seven. yeah, it was very similar to something like a predecessor to fax almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a flash update kind of thing almost. Mm-hmm. And there was a teletext that said, keep the children moving. Which means that there was more than one place if they used a teletext, because otherwise they would just use mm-hmm. like a direct phone call. They found all these photographs of little kids in the woods being fucked by men in robes, kids being forced to decapitate a goat, play with the blood. They would be in these rich. I mean, I mean, you cannot make this shit up. Black altars, sacrificing. I mean, dead, dead kids, dead kids being fucked, kids being fucked to death. I mean, insanity. Doing all sorts of mind control. This was in the age of. Um, this was yes, how, do we, of, how do we fragment someone's personality and is, cause them to become a compartmentalized individual so, that you can program? So yeah, and so when you just say all this stuff up front, you, it's the nat- and I get it. Then the mind naturally goes to, oh, but why, 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 why? If you were truly evil, you would just pull off the 08 financial crisis. Well, no, it's because they found DID, dissociative identity disorder, which mm-hmm. is when a mind frag. I remember. I remember that when I got a phone call from my parents that my brother had committed suicide. I remember I cried for about two minutes and then I didn't cry for about another nine months. I fragmented. I did not. I remember being at the funeral, like after the funeral, I was telling my brothers, I was like, let's go to the gym. Let's, 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 let's stay positive. And they were like, dude, what the fuck is wrong? It's with like, you? where, where do you go after Stockholm syndrome? It's just another way just, that the, that you try to protect yourself. And you brain, know, yeah, you're brain flatlined. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember in hindsight, mm-hmm. I remember my parents telling me years later, they're like, I remember us asking you like, Tom, are you okay? And me going like, I've made peace with it. It's okay. And it was like 72 hours afterwards. And they were like, oh no. And sure enough, about nine months later, I imploded, followed by a much storied seven year downward spiral, which we have covered on this podcast a lot, which ultimately birthed this podcast. So I don't know if it's at all evil. Point is, I've experienced it on a little tiny scale Mm -hmm. of my mind fracturing. It's just something you can't, your brain just goes beep and you go, it's like seeing a UFO and going, anyway, I got to go get uh, groceries. And it's just like, you, it just. What do you do? Yeah. The little red light comes on, you divide it by zero, and the computer goes syntax error. And you go, anyway, 
So what happens is when these kids would see other little kids being crucified upside down and burned alive or raped to death or cannibalized, their mind would just go somewhere else. And when it went to that somewhere else, this is what the CIA wanted to do, was they wanted, or this is what all this research was showing, was that, well, when you're in that somewhere else, can you program that person? And it's not programming like, like Black Ops, like 21, 34. No, it would be like right now. It'd be like right now if Tommy was actually in uh, one of my identities. And mm-hmm. when the podcast was over, when the lights went off, I became someone else. I became... You're Billy now, you know? I'm, Bil- I'm Billy mm-hmm. and I do graphic design and I, you know, whatever. But when I'm here, I'm a completely awake, alive, conscious person. You don't need to program me. I'm here to go, yeah, I'm going to build a podcast. Well, if you can clear someone's mind and split them, you could, I don't know, maybe have them assassinate someone. The best asset, exactly. as David said, the best you asset know? is one that does not know they're an asset. Mm-hmm. So, we'll wrap this little segment up. So the cops went in there and they found all this shit stuff that I mean, I'm surprised the cops didn't fragment. I mean, is it some? Is this like the Ring or Medusa or Cthulhu yeah, but- or like? Does it just pass? Point is, is they went in, saw it, and were like, well, "This is Jesus." So they called the FBI. FBI went in, and the memo ends with, "Well, the investigation was squashed because of perhaps embedded people." front groups or other interests by the central intelligence agency and then it just died exactly so when we talk about mk ultra and all that kind of stuff well let's go back to like the actual history like where did the assassins come from you know like there's a whole game that you know took took off about alternate history about that but how did you create those people well right so you have some kind of some kind of warrior like individual that you're going to take and you're going to try to like hype them up and so essentially you're going to give this person a religious experience where you take them to some retreat you know you you feed them lavishly you make them feel as if they're in heaven and you also give them a shit ton of drugs right mm-hmm. you give them so like the, a level of drugs that would be something that we would like you know you know some kind of like dmt-ish or mushrooms heroes dose that gives them a religious experience and as they're having like this religious experience you're sitting there basically giving them their target and giving them that their mission. And they're sitting there thinking this is like from the divine. Yeah. This is from God. Now imagine the power of that kind of program that you have there to just take what was already kind of a developed warrior and imagine doing that to a small child who you've already caused their brain to fragment so that they, they, you can, for example, put them in one room one day and train them, you know, to be thinking like some kind of psychopathic vampire, psychic vampire assassin dude that Alex Jones would talk about. And then the other day, you know, it's Billy. He, he runs an apple or a fruit cart or something like that, you know, and, and you could be doing something like that. And that's one of the reasons why they looked at, you know, what happens to the mind as this is going on and think and just thought to themselves, well, you know what? This lines up with all the other kind of programs that you use for indoctrination. Why not mix it together and, and makes a, a completely new kind of program out of it? So it just kind of keeps going and going and going. And so the question we have to ask ourselves is, how do we develop a system that inoculates people to that, wakes them up to it, and then better off 
instead of like you know dragging them into some pipeline right that, that turns them into a liability how do we make them an intelligence asset that allows them to develop actionable intelligence on what's going on right and into the idea of like what mitzi's talking about let's say we want to develop a game well let's take a let's look around and let's think what kind of games basically have intelligence communities that want to show up and play them in this case it's eve online all right it's really hard to beat that because it's an ancapistan sandbox that attracts people from um, not just to form intelligence communities, it attracts the actual intelligence community. I mean, you look at Vilerat, who was killed during Benghazi. What was he? He was a State Department diplomat by day. He gets on the computer. He's a diplomat in the game. I know for a fact there are many people that work for the United States government, work in the intelligence community, that spend more time, okay, doing counterintelligence in fucking EVE online than they do doing counterintelligence against China. And, and, and you want to know why? It's because if they were to do counterintelligence in real life, they'd be accused of being political. But in a game, it's fine. You know, it's absolutely fine. So you see that this entire game revolves around people making alternate accounts, making alternate identities, going undercover, flipping assets. I mean, that's the entire history of EVE Online, essentially, is playing this game. So what if we built that kind of sandbox that attracted those kind of people that are going to develop those kinds of cells and little intelligence gathering networks anyway? And then you were able to just have, like you say, a corporate liaison or whatever. You're looking at these groups trying to figure out who are the black hat groups, who are the white hat groups, and how can you incentivize them to develop other forms of intelligence? And this is something that already happens out there anyway. Like, I, you know, there are a lot of um, incestuous relations, so to speak, inside of, you know, game developing companies and whatnot that, you know, that causes in big tech in general. It's not just, you know, game development, but this is why we see them all kind of, you know, running the same policies, acting as like a standalone complex because they all kind of think the same way. So how do we build that alternative and, and get them to be useful in our way. So there's two kinds of thoughts about that. Like the first one is we go augmented reality, which is like Pokemon Go. What's what's the coolest thing that you could do reduce the fog of war in a gray zone or whatever? Well what if you convince every fucking kid to grab their phone, right? And just go walking around like this all the time. Right? Uh, you know, if if you're the kind of person that actually can can make use of that kind of stuff, just something like augmented reality like that, you know, that's just anywhere you go. I mean, I've been on, you know, third world islands in the Philippines where it's like people are living in shacks of like corrugated metal just thrown up together. They still have a smartphone, right? So like you think about what Pokemon Go goes for that. And then the alternative is essentially, um, while not quite augmented reality, it's taking groups or having a sandbox that develops and trains cells that would be doing this and then going in and teaching them how to do it in the real world and force multiplying and open source intelligence out of that. So, one of the things that I'm trying to figure out kind of there is like, how do you bridge that gap and how would you be able to pay sources essentially? Cause that's like, that's half of what you're trying to do, right? You know, it's half of it is paying sources. And so from there, going back to like the skins as a currency and trying to create a back channel there to where you could say, Hey, if your group, provide something that results in an arrest, something that results in anything, you know, whether it's a, a skin or, a, you know, ex, a exclusive uh, weapon ship, something like that, you know, that could be translated. You could be using something like that into Monero, into Bitcoin, and then essentially printing your own kind of essentially third world cash, so to speak, to pay out sources. So those are the kind of two formulas I'm kind of I'm bouncing around and playing with inside my head. I'm not quite sure which way would be the better way to go. I think kind of like 
finding a replacement for Eve online would be the way to go just because it's proven so goddamn effective at not just harboring the kind of people that would be, you know, doing intelligence gathering, but the people that already do it just flock to that style of game. And so the question then comes down to, well, how do we get a bunch of people that have been involved in investigating this kind of stuff, the kind of people that have been really successful at developing sources for this kind of stuff. And how do we get them to come in and, you know, you probably have to essentially run tabletop exercises to basically build the game on paperwork and build a, a fleshed out unique um, universe world with characters and everything that isn't going to directly relate to the real world, but serves as a training ground that you can expose people to the dark stuff that we that we're talking about here and slowly give them the tools to deal with it you know um you know one of the games that recently came out that was a big hit well well flop technically but everyone was hyped for it, cyberpunk for example was um it, was it a flop well i mean it came out all janked and busted but i actually probably still sold all right so i guess it, it depends on whether you're but whether you're or not you actually it. like the gameplay but i mean business-wise it still probably made money a gamer but, or an investor it's a flop yeah, depending on your stance. yeah that, that's essentially you know the way it came out but one of the first missions in that game i remember um did a really good way of doing this and then this kind of went into just crazy land dystopia um was you know you're going to find some girl who had been kidnapped and she's about to have all of her organs and bionics and shit ripped out. Okay. Um, that's pretty fucking horrific. You know, like you find her, she's in the bathtub, ice down. Um, you know, it's not, you know, it, it's hard to compare that to the stuff that we're just talking about, sure. but it's up there. Right. And then it just kind of it, like, it gives you, it smacks you in the face with that kind of horror stuff and then kind of drags it back away. So the question is, how do you make a system like that that encourages people to develop the skills needed to actually go out and find, you know, what's going on in their local communities. Yeah. Um, FYI, the reason why I'm fucking with this microphone is because I've had you on a lot and you're my friend and I can be informal. I don't want to be like prototyping new mic locations while I'm talking to <laughs> Bing West or, or Alabama. Oh, it's understandable. You know, I, I mean, I just have this heavy, this heavy boy over yeah, here. So I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to, find. but, um, yeah, a couple, a couple notes on that. One, uh, everything we're talking about is hypothetical and in Minecraft, so yeah. for fu future legislative purposes. That being said, for number two, it seems in like what I've what I've learned, and again, that quote from Mattis, if, if you have not read hundreds of books, you're functionally mm -hmm. illiterate, which I just... What I've learned from the number of books I've listened to, which is still in its infancy, I hope in 10 years to be looking back at and being I have point is is it seems that whenever whenever a developed system whether it's the resistance in World War II or whether it's uh, you know an OSS turning into a CIA the thing an organization no matter it, great intentions you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions mm -hmm. whenever a complex system is made it ends up getting infiltrated and then negated so it almost seems like it almost seems like you have to, it's like the 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 fear of a decapitation strike in the cold war was that they're just going to hit dc with a 500 megaton thermonuclear boy 
and then chop off the head and then as which the purpose of or the intent of Dr. Strangelove was to show this whole decentralized command wing attack plan R and that you can't chop off the head you can't infiltrate mm-hmm. it, you can't take it over it seems like and this is just as you know me being devil's advocate it seems like we would want to take a new approach with this and try to learn from history like Mattis how do we keep this thing it's like the idea of currency. It's like we set up gold and it's like, we got it. We figured it out. And then there's like the 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 Bretton Woods conference. And then we move to fiat and then we move to digital. And then will we move to crypto? And it's like, what? It's, it's hard times to create strong men. It seems like that happens regardless. A lot of thoughts flowing right now. It's kind of like one of those old school screensavers, you know, where it's like the ball, mm-hmm. but it's not actually a ball. It's kind of like a black hole mm-hmm. of distortion and it moves around the screen. It doesn't matter what's on the screen, whether it's the solitaire icon or the Internet Explorer icon or the Dell background or what. It bounces around and it morphs it. It seems like greatness from kingdoms moves around, whether it's the United States or whether it's it's the UK or whether it's the Ottoman Empire or whether it's Spain. It seems like greatness moves around throughout like the history of humanity. It doesn't really give a fuck about borders. It just moves. So it seems like we have to learn from the movement of of like currency we go to fiat and then we go to crypto and eventually you realize like there is no final solution that will be taken out of context there is no final solution to currency as soon as we make crypto it will eventually be compromised and as you said Mm -hmm. using using world of warcraft gold that's good it will eventually be compromised so what you have to learn is that there is no final thing you just have to stay one step ahead of it eventually maybe one day they'll be using these hoodies as 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 currency in some yeah and cap mars but the point is and once again if the if the grid goes down overnight all crypto has gone anyway but as things stand with the current system right if you have if if you are say the owner of a game and that game has skins and those skins are worth money and there is a anywhere that you could trade those skins for crypto and then that crypto can be traded for money you're you're two degrees away from printing money essentially so point is of me saying all of that is this has nothing to do with crypto it's rather like let's just observe these patterns mm-hmm. there is no such thing as the final mm-hmm. we got it mm-hmm. you know norad cheyenne mountain isn't it's the best so far but you'll never mm-hmm. eventually someone will sneak a nuke in there and take it out from the inside. You just have to stay ahead. Mm-hmm. So to build like a complex system to fight human trafficking, I don't think you can even do that. I think you just have to try to stay one step ahead until it gets caught up and compromised. And then you have to just go one step ahead again. Is there a way to make it so that it can't be compromised? And so now in directly contra- contradicting what I've been saying is there a way to make it that isn't complex, that isn't this top-down hierarchy that can be infiltrated? Is there any way that, like natural selection, no one needs to tell the giraffe to do daily neck stretches? It just, selection just, it selects for the giraffe that can get the most fruit highest up, and then they survive. And after, there's no, there's no overarching, there's no, there's no top-down management. The thing just happens naturally. Is there a way to make a sort of free market fight against human trafficking without necessarily going in and making a complex game or skins or is there any way or is this just me 
talking as, as soon as we try to think about that what the, the big issue there is that beyond counter, the scope of the fight yeah yeah the, the problem is counterintelligence is king the, the second yeah. that you give up doing counterintelligence well you're going to be infiltrated and subverted it's it's the nature of secret societies and wheels within wheels whether it's an intelligence agency of today or secret societies as old the kind of person attracted to esoteric knowledge is not just going to be satisfied with esoteric knowledge from one source they're going to eventually you know they're going to dip their finger in with this one they're going to dip their finger in over here and, and they're going to try a little bit of everything out and see what works for them and so it's just a constant game of yeah there's going to be infiltration there's going to be subversion so the question is how do you build a limited hangout that attracts all of the kind of people that you want to be watching anyway you know you, you know and that's the thing if you built say if you were running something that was comparable to eve that had the size of corporations of eve that had the level of you know influential people playing that game as eve you're going to have white hat organizations you're going to have black hat organizations and you know the the key there is knowing how to utilize them knowing how to you know maybe you want to be able to utilize having a black hat organization in your limited hangout okay. just to you know just to stock some As of what another, other people are doing. Okay. yeah so, why, so you maybe, know why wouldn't you play them off of each other okay. too right so it might be what i was saying that might be beyond the scope of what we're talking that might have been a philosophical dive. Well, yeah it's like the problem is there is we're, we're getting into a fight we're fighting human nature itself yeah, and, and at that, that's that point beyond like, what we can do at that point it's not like an actionable plan it's just like a it's like a highbrow ivory tower smoking egyptian cigarettes like sure it's great to banter but yeah. it has no real effect in the world the, the, you know the, at the end of the day was you know, it the to, chicken to, or the to, egg to, like, to, to, to keep the system you know and to keep the idea of say like, if we're going to make a game about this as easy as possible you know it, it's it's less about Okay. Do we make a game that is going to solve all the problems or do we just make a game that attracts the kind of people that we want to develop and recruit anyway, right? Just make it That's, make a change in your immediate world and not try to perfect. Let's not worry about developing a system that yeah. lasts for a million years it's like we have like 80 years on this planet let's just try to do a little yeah bit. and eventually you know what the servers are going to get old and they're going to you know yeah. and the same the same reason why i would say like it's a good idea to probably come up with a replacement to eve not just to capture the level of players but also guess what it's a very old game the servers are old whenever a major war breaks out between factions they have to essentially dial time you know down to like a tenth of the scale uh to monitor all the ticks in it. and so a, a major battle takes a long time and so what the question is if you replace that if you capture that kind of high iq brain power and then you incentivize them and develop them and you know say you know what you guys are really good at fucking spying on motherfuckers in a video game how would you like to you know how would you like to try that on you know something a little bit more useful and if they're good you have a way to incentivize them because guess what? You know, they like the game, you know, they can be rewarded in the game and it costs you literally, you know, once you have your, your skin or whatever, it's copy and paste. It doesn't cost you anything to essentially incentivize your sources there. Side and so note, side note, if war slows down the game, is there a, is there a bigger, deeper esoteric meaning behind us being a warring ape nonstop war? Are we trying to slow down the simulation? <laughs> Are we, is there any purpose to that? You know, um, what would be the? I mean, you know, listen, it, listen. If you if you detonate enough nukes, I mean, I imagine that somewhere along the way there server has to be a hiccup in the server somewhere. Maybe There's one thing I learned from Minecraft. That's got to be it. Maybe um, that's why they stopped. Maybe that's why we made that treaty on like nuclear testing. Because they realized the server was slowing down. Yeah, we're just we're we're really messing up the server load. Um. So. 
with the game on fighting human trafficking you having the other thing is is like you want there to be a real effect you don't just want the changing of facebook profile pictures you don't just want the meme of like coney 2012 like i vividly remember like one girl who i've known for a while making a facebook status in like 2012 and it was it was like let's make him famous and it was a picture and, of him and like that's re- that's feel good that's and, patting and on so, the back that's sam so, hyde at the ted talk and so that's why i say we go the exact opposite we go okay. we go so exclusive like you don't even make that like you don't announce that as your intention of the game fight club. You, yeah you just yeah exactly you make it fight club you just make it so yeah this is a this is a really dark themed game you're going to be like investigating and dealing with like some of the mo- most horrific shit that you know we could think up and guess what if we just so happen to be monitoring all of the the, the in eve it would be corporations and every other game it'd be called a clan whatever the hell you want to call it you just keep an eye you know it's your limited hangout you can see you know pretty much who's running your servers who's doing the best and then all of a sudden you can just decide who you want to tap on the shoulder and go hey you know there's um there's a secret program here everybody loves secret programs everybody loves exclusive access to to esoteric stuff right and if you were to you know be providing intelligence or whatever we're going to give you some so you basically you just you make that like the 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 behind the scenes kind of secret level that they didn't even realize they were getting into and unless you're someone that is shown that you can run an organization that can function and operate well in a cutthroat environment uh, that would be the game environment you're creating that's the kind of person you're you're going to want to develop because that person's going to have demonstrated leadership skills. They're going to have demonstrated their ability to deal with intrigue, not just from when, within their own internal politics, but from external threats as well. I mean that you know if you set up a game essentially that that rewards that kind of player and creates that kind of atmosphere, you're going to create little compartmentalized groups that you could decide whether or not you know like let's let you know let's take this guy into the next level, let's take this group into the next level, and, and then develop. Them as assets in a whole nother way with ways to incentivize them that is essentially for from your perspective you're just print you know you can print your own cash FYI I was just making a note on my phone I don't want you to think I was texting because that, that would be rude yeah I do that it would be yeah that's well that's, I've, every <laughs> once in a while I'll have a guest on maybe every 50 episodes and the guest won't they will think somehow I don't know what their eyes going off the screen is it's like, dude, I know you're on your phone. I would much rather you just have. I would much rather you just leave the podcast than it's just to me. It's like a smack in the dick. Point right. is, with the the game, the idea of fighting it to me, it's like I want to make sure that I'm not going down some route of like it's a bunch of detached celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we got to stand. You know, it's like the celebrities cheering yes, the, on, like the, the solidarity. Well, yes, it's like the celebrities cheering on the Antifa riots and saying, mm-hmm. like, go get, go get the rich people. And they're but saying, what are you actually doing? They're yeah. saying it from their pen. Well, no, it's like that one great tweet. There was some former, I forget what it is, some former actor, some some rich as fuck black guy, and it was last summer. Actually, I think today's the one year anniversary of of uh, uh, George Floyd. So it was probably right around now. He was tweeting from some like penthouse in L.A. And he was like, don't li-. he's like, he was like, you know, fight, don't listen to authority fight. And then like two hours later, his tweet was and then he tweeted after that, there's a picture of a police station burning and he was like, fight, fight, fight. And then two hours after that, there was a tweet saying, where are the cops? Because the, the crowd had come to his building. 
And it's these people mm-hmm. that are just detached, right? It's Leonardo DiCaprio going, we got to save the polar bears. Sure, noble, I get it. it. You know, they're God's creatures. We got to help them all. But at the same time, it's like, dude, the motherfucker whose 401k has vanished and job's been outsourced to Hanoi is not going to really give a fuck about the polar bears. But, you know, and then mm-hmm. you understand why Trump won, right? I get it, sure. I want to make sure that we're not going down this, like, patting each other on the back going, we're going to fight human trafficking. We're going to make a game and it's going to be like EVE Online. Because we're saying all these great ideas and I love it and I love your enthusiasm. What can we actually make come of this? What is more than just us jerking each other off and saying we had a productive conversation today? What will actually come of this? How do you make an actual game that people want to play? Anyone can say it's great to do this, that, and the other thing. But ultimately, you know, Call of Duty or Fortnite or Hitman, like no one needs to make people play those games. They're enticed to Mm -hmm. go to them naturally. So what is like a free market drive that can what will make people play beyond a sudden burst of inspiration to do the right thing? It's like we donate to the Salvation Army because the sand is there ringing the bell. How do we change something to where we're actually people are playing and there is an effect? Is it people just calling trying to swat random houses that they think are human traffickers? Well, and it, that, that that right there is also the other reason why I would say violence, you don't even which we're not talking is, about. Exactly, which is why I say you don't even advertise that as your intention of the game. You, as a matter of fact, the idea, you know, once again going back into like can you bring the opposition or even the worst into your limited hangout because guess what? That's one way of catching them too. You know, why do people pick up EVE Online? Well, it's because it's a Ancapistan sandbox where, guess what? If you have the desire to, you know, go into intrigue and espionage and spend, you know, 19 hours trying to, um, you know, study, do network analysis and figure out how to disrupt some other dude's network, you know, it, it's the fact that you can, this is a game that allows you to sit down there and go through all that. Now, obviously, if we want to say we want to fight human trafficking, and we just want to, you know, go straight to that. Well, you know, what's the better way to do that? You know, it'd be sending, you know, actually taking real classes, going out to the real world and, and you know, actually learning about surveillance and whatnot. And, you know, but again, learning from the people to actually track down pimps and circles. But, but we can't do that right away. So how do we how do yeah. we create a essentially a sandbox that just encourages people to do that anyway? Naturally. And. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't tell them that's the objective. It's just that's what they're doing when you get into yeah. something, uh, you know, that is like that type of game. Too and much. that's what draws people back is that it's literally anyone that just is involved in intrigue and politics and, um, you know, espionage. They just enjoy that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the beautiful idea of socialism. Like, sure. Like, yeah, it's a great idea. No one can say it's not, where we all take care of each other. Yeah, it's a great idea. I, I get it. But it's like, you're not going to get out of bed. What drove me to do this podcast was, and I'm going to do this podcast so I can put money back into this system and then we raise mm-hmm. all. No, it was like, dude, I want to be able to not go to work, wear weird hoodies and talk to whoever. Right now, I'm getting paid by this podcast and we're talking about satanic pedophiles. Like, I don't know, man. Pretty sure this is the American dream, right? Mm-hmm. However, there has to be like a real like no one needs to incent like capitalism is like the, the 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 system just goes out and makes the money like it just you don't it it's a self dangling carrot. Two questions though. One and off topic. I got a haircut last week and I really like it, but the more I look at it from this angle and this angle, do I have a mohawk? You know, it kind of 
I couldn't. It almost kind of, you know, I used to have a mohawk as a teenager. And so I just kind of started growing it out from there. So I actually, it's hard to tell, but I actually, my, my hair is what used to be a mohawk just grown way the hell out. Um, I was, so I approve. Okay. Well, I was, no, I like it. I like it. But I was looking at like a video of me the other day on one of the podcasts and I was like, it looks like I have a mo." And then I realized I was like, no, why I have very like fair hair, fair skin. And there's a light. I was like, oh, it's just shining. So it looks like a mohawk. And then I went and looked at that side. I'm like, but that side doesn't look like a mohawk. That side just looks like a, you know, like a high and tight or something. This actually kind of looks like I got some mohawk shit going on. So now I don't know. And furthermore, I don't really care. To me, it's just kind of like another flex of like I'm my own boss. It doesn't matter. I can just shave half my head and wear a pharaoh hoodie. It doesn't matter. I'm my own boss. Not important, though. What about, again, it's kind of like what Duncan Trussell said about like, say he's like, the mind is is egoic. It always wants to be messianic. So even if your mind is in the right place and you're like, I want to solve world hunger, it's still this like I want to give clean drinking water to a billion Africans. Great idea, but what are you actually going to do? And it's like you you need to start smaller. Like can mm-hmm. you, can you can you bring ramen noodle to your local homeless shelter? Do a little exactly, bit. and th- that's why I say don't go over the top. Don't well, don't try to well, what build that from say? the ground up. Just if you build it, they will come, sort of thing, and what just I- build a platform that you want to. Re- it will attract the people that you want to recruit anyway. So what I'm what I'm getting at is it's like if you try to just you know knowledge is power if you try to educate people but up until probably the age of 27 i never once listened to an audiobook mm-hmm. or read other than what i was forced to do now you can't stop me i i, I wouldn't mm-hmm. i wouldn't listen to i wouldn't listen to joe rogan experience of my life dependent on nothing against him mm-hmm. and to me i'm like if i'm just not sucking up information and history i'm wasting time but it's kind of like the saying by the time you realize your dad was right, you have a son who thinks you're wrong, mm-hmm. right? And, and so that's that's where we have to, you know, we kind of have to, I know we're, we can easily get sucked into this, which is, you know, we find history and what's going on in the real world so it's interesting. Well, it's hard for us to pick up fiction a lot of the times. But that's the, and that's our biggest peril is that we cannot underestimate great fiction because if we can take uh you know uh, someone that's growing up and it's going to have to be coming in and understanding the horrors of the world well how do we present to them the most horrific evils of of humanity without any political bias without any historical biases without anything else you need good fiction so if i can take good fiction in front of you and it has it's based on good historical context well suddenly you might have a few people that go holy shit this was really good and then they look into it and it's like oh it was inspired by oh. real world events oh. well so oh the, yeah the point of me saying that is is like now i'm 30 And I am, by definition, technically the most mature I've ever been in my life. And tomorrow that statement won't be true. I can't force people to I can't force people to go and read because it was the very act of making people making me Mm -hmm. try to read is what made me hate it. So what do I try to do with this podcast? Well, one, above all, it's what I tell everyone. I'm trying to make my own money. But two, if there's a purpose behind it, what do I try to do? I try to. I try to bring up topics that I think need to be known about, right? I remember mm-hmm. Joe Rogan is the first person through which I learned about Operation Northwoods. But if he had put up mm-hmm. an episode that said, we're going to learn about the history of CIA false flags, I would have been like, eh. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm listening to Rogan, this guy with tattoos, talking to Duncan Trussell, smoking pot, mm-hmm. sponsored by the Fleshlight. And then they put that in there. 
it's the perfect learning mechanism. So in a sense, it becomes its own fiction. So like what I try to do with this podcast is sure. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are episodes where I have on like a missile historian. We talk purely Mm -hmm. about the missile, but what I try to do is like first episode I ever did with Don the Plev. I think it was called crystal meth. It was called crystal meth Nazis, uh, flat earth cucks and technocratic Mm -hmm. space Buddhas. But we actually talked nonstop about Norman Oler's book blitzed with you talk about Pizzagate and ExxonMobil and Silicon Jesus, but I'm trying to insert mm-hmm. kind of these actual things in there. So instead of just saying today we're going to talk about the pandemic of human trafficking, instead I'm wearing a I have Horus fucking hoodie. You're sitting there. We're talking about satanic ritual abuse, but you can insert actual lessons in there. The reason my friends loved my MCAT study guides is because instead of talking about facilitated diffusion or gradients, I would always say, instead of talking about potassium ion pump channels in the cell wall i would say it's like a bouncer at a bar on a friday night it's one hot girl in mm-hmm. one hot girl out one or uh, two hot girls in one guy in it's all about and that's how you remember shit is by making mm-hmm. it funny by making it memorable mm-hmm. so to take everything i just said the first thing you got to do is talk about it you can't diagnose it if no one knows mm-hmm. about it so we talk about it would a way go would a way to go be would i have to be the change i want to see in the world and instead of just talking about it what if i'm what if we start publicly advertising that 10 percent of profits from the dope merch would go to safe house project win this fight all these anti-human trafficking organizations so instead of anyone else having to go out and do something they get a hoodie. Their price doesn't increase at all. They still get a dope hoodie. And if someone asked where they got it, it would come back to the podcast. And it's you and I talking about Silicon Jesus and Exxon Mobil burrowing itself in the middle of the earth because it's an AI and it doesn't want to use a Dyson sphere to tip off the other civilizations. Anyone listening right now might be saying, Tommy, you're on meth. Go no. back to the previous episodes. It'll all make sense. Is there a way to suck people in to hey, it's a fun thing where we wear weird shit that's all designed by me and we're going to talk about pedophiles and, and quantum AI and all this shit. But also, there's, an, there's a real-world effect. You're not just changing your profile picture to saying, we stand with France, but you're actually doing something. We mm-hmm. should feed the homeless versus actually taking money out of your wallet and going and buying ramen and giving it to the local shelter. Maybe that's what we have to do, is we have to start right here. Maybe we should give 10% of profits from the hoodies come out to i don't know not much but it will add up and in turn instead of getting like a little bumper sticker or like an i voted sticker that says i fight human trafficking no instead you get something that kind of dope right i know i'm talking at a million miles an hour but i get excited david you know it how can you not get excited you know when you're talking about such you know wonderful subjects and and how to go about dealing with them and it's just it's a very challenging subject because obviously we've gone over many times it's kind of like it it has a built-in defense mechanism which is when you talk about something so horrific just yeah yeah the the average person uh doesn't quite fragment in the way that the victims does but you know it's just you know very yeah it's a it's a very similar effect that um it kind of kicks in and so it's like how do you how do you get around that well once again it's it's taking out all of the biases, all the things that, you know, would normally make someone uh, panic because, oh, shit, this might be political. This might be this, that, or the other thing. How do you just take that all that away? And it goes back to good fiction. 
Okay, you have to have good fiction. I mean, where, where does the allegories of the vampire and everything come from? Well, I mean, it kind of, you know, it's meant to teach us something about a certain uh, group of humanity that uh, operate as psychopaths. And that's just their standard operating procedure. And if we don't, at the very least, you know, take some time. And I'm not saying everyone should sit around and, and become um, a criminal profiler and put themselves in the head of a psychopath every day, because that's a very, I, I spend a lot of time trying to think like a psychopath. And I can tell you, it's not exactly, a, you know, a fun thing to do. Yeah. But if you can't put yourself into that headspace, you can't, it's like, you know, it's like not being able to, it's it's like being a prey and not being able to think about what, what would the predator, what's the hawk up there seeing when I'm walking through an, if I'm a rabbit going through an open field, you know, how easy is that to spot from the air, right? You know, it's just thinking what are predators doing? What do they want to do? What are their goals and how do they accomplish them? You know, it, it it's a simple mindset. And if we don't place ourselves in that, then we don't learn about that. And the best way to do that is fiction. You know, it's just because, you know, you, you can't accuse someone of being political if, you know, you're talking about a fantasy world, right? It's just, you know, it's really hard to say, um, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, that's satanic abuse in a, you know, or whatever in a system where it's like, guess what? Satan doesn't even exist there. But psychopathy does, you sure. know. Sure. So I think maybe it's like the Michael Jordan stance, you know, Mr. Jordan, why don't you come out pro Republican or pro Democrat? And it's because conservatives and liberals both buy basketball shoes, which is just OG ball. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe we need to be the change we want to see in the world and just start it ourselves. It's very easy to mm -hmm. say what others must do. We must tax the rich so that we can feed. It's like, what are you doing? Anyone can yeah. say what we should do. What are you doing? One thing I really like about this podcast is Joe Rogan, again, I love Rogan. I think he's the OG. He also started the podcast already set for life from Fear Factor. He was, I like mm -hmm. mine because it literally starts with a shitty built-in webcam, terrible audio in a big room above a garage, just talking with my friend Doran about Hong Kong. And it's now led to this. So it's like, it's, you can go back to the beginning and see it progress. <laughs> Maybe I think we do need to put our money where our mouth is. And when I say we, I mean me, because even now I can't kick it off to you. I got to do it myself because I can't tell anyone to do anything that I myself can't or I'm not willing to do. I think that I will we'll just say 10% of profits from the merch will go to we can just choose Safe House Project with Christy Wells and Brittany Dunn. We'll choose that. We can say that we start today. On Tuesday, May 25th, three, uh, yeah, Tuesday, May 25th, 2021 at 3.21 p.m. All right. I'm going to go in and I know I've shown you and I know I've shown everyone that watches this podcast, right? I have that Excel spreadsheet where I track data every single day from the podcast. And today we are on entry 501. So now I'm showing you all the columns of different things I track because I'm a psychopath now let's go and make the newest column, and it will be, what should we call it? Just donated? What? Yeah, you call it donations or, you know, your 10% your, uh, your paying it forward kind of, you know, system. What, what is that called? 10% uh, tithing? Tithing, yeah, that's actually. We'll um, it, so we'll just call it, I'll make the column tithe. And now I will go down to the newest day today, 501. Our total tithing is at $0.
So now, because some of the columns, like subscribers, that goes back to day one. Other columns, maybe like Spotify views, that only starts like 300 days in. I start new columns when I want to track new things. So let's be the change we want to see in the world. There's now a column that will be tracked every day. And just like that, we'll be on the one year anniversary. For every sale, 10% of profits will go to safehouseproject.org or any other one. It doesn't matter. But let's start being the change we want to see in the world. And every time you and I do an episode, we can go back and look at it. And it will be $2 and $5 and $7. Mm-hmm. Eventually, down the road, it will be Joe Rogan and we'll say, we just donated our billionth dollar to fighting human trafficking. So now, instead of saying someone else should make a video game or we should have more funding towards it or we need a way that can't be infiltrated, we can cut out all of the middlemen. We can use designs by me. There's no copyright problems. Mm -hmm. Sell them on the podcast built by me. And we can donate money to anti-human trafficking funds and it doesn't need to be a serious subject where it's like, we need to talk about the terrorists. No, instead we can talk about like, hey, dude, there's something called the finder's cult where they burned kids alive and then ate them. Mm-hmm. And we can't be canceled. At so, least on certain platforms. Well, you know? the end goal is to build TomTube, which will be my own video host. I like platform. that. That's I the like end that. goal. There will be one channel and it will be me because I won't be able to afford to host other people. But I'm going to build TomTube that can't be canceled. And now... I'm so looking forward to where I can go on Band.Video and, and see that you, you know he's carrying your to, stuff. I can't, get, I can't get them to message me back. I, that makes I, me sad. It is what it is. But the point is, is let's be the change we want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. And so now we can do this whole episode now and continue to talk about shit because now we've officially started to do change we can't just say everyone should fight human trafficking and then i go to the next episode today we have on blah 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 and nothing happens so now now we can fight human trafficking we are by selling dope merch talking about silicon jesus which you know one day is is coming whether we like it or not the basilisk is coming listen man (laughs) rocco's was it was it rocco's roscoe Rocco, he's coming. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to go with Roscoe because I, I like that better. I know I know it's inaccurate, but I like Wasn't it. Wasn't that the name of the first CIA director? Roscoe Hillenkeeter? Uh, Dulles, actually. Um, no, I no, think no. there's an... Uh, what, no, the what? very first one was, was, Did, was Hillenkeeter. Wait, he was a Roscoe? I think his name was Roscoe. Let's look at it. He was a Roscoe. Yeah, I know. Look, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was about to grab wait, I, I, I need no. I was going to be like, wait, no, Roscoe? Like, really? I, I feel like I would know. I, Roscoe. <laughs> Roscoe H. Hill and Keeter. R.S. Fuck. He really is a Roscoe. Not the same as I think that Basilisk is was is like Rocco. It's Rocco's. Yeah, doesn't matter. But I like Roscoe. Roscoe H. Hill. What a name. R-O-S-C-O-E-H-I-L-L-E-N-K-O-E-T-T-E-R. Was oh never mind the third director. You're right. No no no. He was the third director of the of the United States Central Intelligence Group, the third director of Central Intelligence, and the first director of the Central Intelligence Agency. Checkmate, okay, atheists. Em- okay. I got my history right. All right. So so am I wrong because it's second? It wasn't um man. God damn it! Now I gotta look this yeah, up. Yeah, Hang the, the on. Now, now we're both. Yeah, the fight continues. I know, I know. It's the battle wrong. of the it's big like, brains. <laughs> I got right. I but gotta again, have my phone here. I'm but again, but so 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 real time <laughs> example. Look what we're doing right now. 
Okay, first civil. Okay, I'm wrong because Alan Dulles is the first civilian director. That's okay. That, now, yeah, but right. now look what we're doing. Everybody listening to this podcast, what did they just learn? They just learned about the first CIA director. So you can insert, can you believe his name was fucking Roscoe? Can you believe his name was Roscoe H. Hillenkeeter? I mean, it sounds like a made up name. Give him a name. I uh, mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably fucking touche. You know, give him a name, and it's like uh, Schwartz and Burger and Tyven. Ro- give him a what should is his this, name be i don't know just something simple uh, roscoe this, hill and keeter fuck it write it that, down write it down write it down maybe this is like that's the oldest running like in joke among the cia that we just like stumbled into by accident we just we just stumbled into the inner temples of the in the know and they're like oh they found out about it's like did you actually think his did you actually think his name was admiral roscoe hill and keter no it was it was it was kevin o'malley he's from boston exactly it's like what the fuck's wrong with you roscoe like, hill and keter yeah yeah let, hey let me let me guess let me guess Yes, you think 19 men took down the World Trade Center? Yeah, all right. right. Hey, guys, get a load of this guy, huh? Right. Yeah, Lee Harvey, huh? Real, real, real sharpshooter. Fucking morons. <laughs> fucking, fucking cards. Oh. Yeah, you I mean, know it's, it's that fun stuff about history that you, you know it, you, it always surprises but you. You slip you it in there, and now people know people. about it. That's that's mm-hmm. it's the it, it it's this is it's guerrilla tutoring. That's what we're going to call it. Gorilla tutor. Gorilla tutor. I, you I know, like I like it. that. I like, I like that lot. term. You know, that's, um, Do we you need know, a shake Guevara hoodie that says gorilla tutoring. Right. You know, we're going to, we're, we're taking a note from James O'Keefe's gorilla journalism. Now yeah. we're going into tutoring. And then once again, going back to, you know, and once again to why we should consider, you know, maybe replacing the, you know, the that, EVE online model is because it's not just about fighting human trafficking. It's about developing open source intelligence assets in this, general. The name of this episode is Gorilla Tutoring. <laughs> Gorilla Tutoring. Because let's face it, like, who, who else is doing counterintelligence in our country right now other than James O'Keefe? Who's doing it? Well, I would like to meet them. Well, Angle, <laughs> Angleton's dead, so not him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sure as shit wasn't Peter Strzok. I mean, our, I know he wasn't man, doing... <laughs> our main man, J.A. J.A. James Jesus Angleton. J.J.A. Yeah, can you do that one more time? I need I, I need to... Just I think it's... Doing this. I think it's, an, it's, it's like an L with one hand, and then just like A-Town, right? Uh. That, and then it's... What are you at? Am I doing like some racist thing that I, I, I don't know? I, I like I, but I like where this is going. Oh, it just looks like you're doing games. I don't know if the camera's mirrored, right? Is that? I, yeah, I know. That's the question that I had. Like, you know, like, is it mirrored here for you or James? So it'd be no, it would be, it would be. I don't think it's mirrored. In which case, it would be <laughs> James Angleton, right? What would what WWJD W? WWCIA hand signs, people. We're w- doing gang w- signs over here. WWJJAD. What would James Jesus <laughs> Angleton do? He would compromise them. He would apply pressure at the weak points, and he would take control mm-hmm. of the situation and overthrow the enemy from within. That's what he would do. Mm-hmm. So, so how do we do that? Well, I think we start with what we're doing. We're guerrilla tutoring. Yeah, guerrilla tutoring. And so, what do we got to do? We need to prepare next generation for the shit that we've encountered and preferably shit that we haven't encountered yet. So what I think is like, we might not even need to prepare. I think so. Like where are you and I coming from? We're coming from, you read more of like reports and briefings and studies. I'm more of an audio book guy, but what are we doing? We're both these vacuum cleaners of information. We're both our own bosses. We have free time to do whatever we'd like. And then we can disseminate kind of the important themes that we see. 
I would say, let's not even, let's sidestep the entire hierarchy from the get-go. Just show people what they need to do. Just read. Just read. Just take in information about anything. Sorry, one thing I truly believe is that these themes exist. You don't need to learn about the CIA. If you Mm -hmm. study the MLB enough, I think you'll discover the same themes that you can discover from reading about the OSS. So what Mm -hmm. do we need to push for? And I think it's guerrilla tutoring. Just read. You don't need a top-down order. Just read, Mm -hmm. and you will see these themes. You will learn about fiat currency. You will learn about Mm -hmm. blackmail and counterintelligence and DID and all this shit. I think we just have to push people to read we got to make we got to make reading cool exactly and and going back to well a going back to what you said which is like how do we get someone that you know you tell them to read and their first response is yeah fuck off right you know so like how do we get to that person and then part two is you know like you just said there's only so many archetypes of humanity there's only there's there's you know there's only so much out there that you can learn if you yeah yeah original scripts yeah if you if you look into you know every institution or sport or anything yeah it's like you just said you're gonna find a blackmail you're gonna find a yeah you're gonna say you're gonna find the same themes and that's why i always say good fiction you know and and if we can't get them to read then we got to make a game because they'll play the game and if the game has good fiction if the game teaches you things to recognize through all those common themes in a way that you're not biased towards it from the get-go, well, then you're going to recognize those things as you see them elsewhere. And then hopefully that encourages them, you know, the next generation to go, wait a second, everything I'm seeing here kind of reminds me of this this game I played. And it's fiction, right? But it's not. It's mm-hmm. based on something, right? You know, it's based on, you know, something inspired that. And that's really the only way we can kind of go there is like, how do we make reading cool? Well, it's like, you know, what? even you and I don't necessarily like to just sit down and read. We like to do what? We like to play a game while we listen to something or like at the very least, if, you know, if I'm not reading something, hell, I'll have a text to speech, you know, you know, mm-hmm. run it through if I really have to. Um so it's like, how do we create a game okay. that is like that? And, and for me, it, you know, that's not quite going into creating a replacement to EVE Online. I know I've talked about like Morrowind and stuff before, but like going back to like the, the RPG and the stuff that encourages you, hey, there's libraries of books within the game that you might read. And even that might be a little bit too much to try to get the average person into now, but else, how do we create those same lessons that we would get just looking into MLB or anywhere else in a way that does carry over into real life? And how do we make that something that is going to stick with you? Think, and that's searing it into the brain. You need I something. Think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grab onto an idea. It, well, it's kind of like one, you know, a one volunteer soldier is worth 20 conscripted mercenaries or something like you're never going to get the same so i don't think we should even try to make people read because i think that's a losing it'd be like if you're interested like come to mm-hmm. it it's always here right it's like what buddhism or it's like what any of build the a world. sandbox that people want to play in exactly but has the lessons well it's like built in it's like the love of god is the sun and if you choose to stay inside it, the sun's always there. It's not going to... The sun is out and it's shining as much as it did the, when the Brontosaurus were walking around the world. If you decide to stay inside for 20 years, that's fine. On any given day, you can go walk outside into the sun. But what if the earth is fucked and what if there's a metaphorical uh, clouds? Well, everyone knows you can be in the worst storm ever if you get in a plane and fly above. 
the sun's still there. So how do we mm-hmm. create this kind of like shining light of of edu- ed- at the risk of becoming noble and, and self righteous? Is so what do we both have? We both have free time. We have both reached that 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 Valhalla of being our own bosses, which to me is was more difficult than getting into medical school, more difficult than getting a white coat, than getting into a medical school with a hundred spots out of fifteen thousand applicants, fifteen thousand intelligent applicants. Harder than that was becoming my own boss. We now have this time to be our own bosses. Maybe I think, are we doing our best right now by just trying to make this podcast, disseminating information? Because, I mean, do when you're working a nine-hour shift at the liquor store and you come home, you've got a pounding headache and you're sunburned and you just want to lay in bed and turn on the air conditioner and you don't want to go get groceries, but you're fucking starving. You know you got to call your mom back and you haven't done laundry in a week and you feel like you're getting older and there's opportunity slipping away. You don't necessarily have the time nor the motivation to sit down and go, Let's read Legacy of Ashes, a history of the CIA. Mm-hmm. But do you have an hour to turn on a podcast where you have two assholes like you and me being like, they're fucking doing it all. It's the CIA. They're fucking the kids. They're lighting them on fire. It's all about dissociative identity disorder. Sirhan, Sirhan, that's where it goes. Are we doing our best right now? And on another thought, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot, and you planted the seed in my mind, is like, I like one thing I've always been told whenever I have roommates was that like I'm I'm entertaining to watch game like I've always I mean back to middle school I have friends that would say like you know normally I hate watching people play video games I like watching you because you're fucking weird like right now I'm playing hitman and the only thing I'm doing is now I'm seeing how can I go through the whole level without being detected but I don't even use a gun I, I have I have a I have one knife. That's my only weapon in my inventory, and I just cut everybody's throat. <laughs> and I, take, I, I made it takes like three hours, but I can do it. I can cut everyone's throat without being detected. I when I played that game, I just like to point out that I made a habit on every level. I would at least kill at least one person by drowning them in the toilet. Nice. That, nice. that was just but that was my call nice. sign. Yeah, I, that was just I, my that way. Behind. Of, my way of playing is because at first I went through all the level. Can I kill everyone? And sure, it's fun. You go in shooting, but eventually. I guess like Dale going from Delta Force to CIA, eventually you want another challenge. So what I do is I try to cut everyone's throat in the game without being detected. So it's all about just sneaking and sneaking and sneaking and not stabbing, but it's even more difficult to only cut their throats. Is there a way, like, I'm too stupid to figure it out, but is there a way to, like, set up, like, a Twitch channel or something where it's that, but instead of audio, it's talking about, like, a history of the CIA and military procurement? Well, yeah, you could be, you could be playing any, and that's one way to, you know, like, you, if you're going to reach out to the next generation, you know, like, there's, educational. Exactly. You know, like how do you, you know, there's a lot of younger folks out there that don't know to look for any of this stuff because they've never heard it before. And well, what do they know? They know streamers, they know their video games. And, you know, if you just happen to be playing or streaming Hitman or whatever, and and you're spouting off, you know, history of counterintelligence and CIA assassinations and whatnot, guess what? They're going to learn something. You know, that's a, that's an avenue to, to go at it. You know, when I was, um, 
you know, playing Counter-Strike with my friends back in the day, one of my favorite things to do is if, if there was like only four of us or whatever, and there was one rando on our team, I would just yell at that rando nonstop. Not, and not, not just, I mean, sometimes they're an asshole and I'd be, you know, we'd just be abusive because they were an asshole and they deserve it. But a lot of times I'd just be doing an Alex Jones impression. You know, I'd just straight up be screaming like Alex Jones and just like laying down facts on it. Me, and, ladies and, gentlemen. And, 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 you know, my friends find it amusing and they're joining in and it's like, you know, and occasionally, you know, you just have this kid that's just like, wait a second, I didn't even like know half of this shit and you know sometimes you know you know i like to think of it as you know probably of all the times i've done that to some asshole in counter-strike you know let's say maybe 10 percent of them something you know something about that stuck with them and made them you know actually go and look into you know alex jones or go on to bandot video you know if 10 percent of those people even make that one step i consider that a success a win so, you know, in theory, if you start up a Twitch channel or, or any other, you know, game stream channel and you have people that wouldn't normally find your podcast because, you know, they don't know to, to look up this content and they just find you because you're playing their favorite game and you just so happen to, you know, give them the download right there and then. I might why not? Have, yeah, I've been hesitating to start doing that because I don't know how. But then I remember that I wanted to start a podcast in 2013. I really gave it a second thought around 2015. I actually did one episode, two episodes with a friend in 2017, and I kept kicking it down the road because I was like, I don't know how to do it. it there's so much stuff. I got to learn to record. And, it, and then I finally started it in 2019, and I just stuck with it and figured I'd learn it as I go. And there's been little baby steps of improvement, but if we look at it now, there's been no one day where the improvement happens. But now it's like we're sitting here on episode 458 with like good quality video, not the best. I would say pretty good audio, pretty fucking good audio. Yeah, and like a lot of authors, and it's, there's been no one day where all of a sudden it made it. It just kind of feels like it's moving in mm -hmm. that direction. I'm hesitant to start doing like Twitch or something because I think I tried once before and I failed miserably. I don't know how to like, I tried to screen record last night on my Xbox. It's baby steps. It's it's the ape throwing the, throwing using the tool in 2001 of Space Odyssey. It's bum bum. So maybe again, be the change I want to see in the world. Instead of saying someone else should do it, maybe I'll record myself playing Hitman tonight and I'll just start talking about the CIA and see if it doesn't work. And I'll upload it here and we'll see. It'll be very shitty quality, but but we'll start somewhere and see if it can't turn into something because that might be the way to that might be the way to go is like maybe for some people, this podcast feels too much like learning to them and they want something even simpler, in which case it would be. Sure. Here's me cutting yeah. throats in Hitman on a yeah. great 4K video talking about Alan Dulles and Operation High Jump and Admiral Byrd and Roscoe Hill and Keeter, who probably didn't exist. <laughs> and <laughs> Probably an in-joke. <laughs> probably an in-joke. Didn't actually exist. Manhattan? Oppenheimer? Are you kidding me? No! We fucking built a nuke. There's no... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Maybe that's the way to go. And I'll start, and in a year from now, the quality will be much better. But the hardest step is the first step. But that's where we got to go. You know, one of my favorite channels to watch because, you know, he does a, a lot of crossover between like Space Station 13 and Battletech is uh, the Black Pants Legion. And the guy that runs that channel's name is Tex, you know, and, you know, one of uh, it's it almost amazes me how he doesn't ever bring up politics ever. And, and, and I mean, like, he's just so good about it. And it's like if you if you 
pay attention, you follow along, you know, he's somewhat of a libertarian. I mean, you know, you know, he's a huge gun guy, but he's a super fucking intelligent goddamn historian. And like, he will like, he'll like upload, you know, some like a lot of stuff that I watch is either him playing space station 13, which I can, I don't have the time to get back into where I like his, his lore videos where he's talking about the history of Battletech and basically fictional books that I don't have the time to get into anymore. But it's just absolutely amazing how he just, you know, he's just rattling off all these, you know, wonderful, cool historical facts and everything. And there's an entire demographic of people. And he does a lot of charity stuff, too. Uh, you know, I think, that, you know, a lot of like veterans charities and stuff like that, too. Um, but just really great stuff. Without ever bringing up politics, sticking purely in the world of fiction and whatnot, he's just able to constantly rattle off those historical facts. And you just got to think about from the perspective of some kid that doesn't want to have to deal with, you know, the hyper partisan politics of the day. They don't want to get in trouble at school. They don't want to start shit with their family because they still got to, you know, live there. And, you know, you know, that like that, it's. You can't really you can't measure the value that that has. You know that's one of those things that we just can't see it. You know unless you're you know getting his emails and, and seeing the you know the the stuff that you know people write to him and thank him for you know the kind of stuff that you know he's doing there. But that is you know one of the ways, and that's one of the reasons why like you know I thought about the idea that Mitzi had about designing a game is because once again you can't make a system or even make, you know design a curriculum that everyone's going to sign up for every you know. Mm-hmm to take anyway you just have to create a sandbox that people want to show up to and play in and if they so happen to get the message along the way then then they get it sure yeah no that's you know i still have on guests that can have any views they would like but you might have noticed one thing i've toned back in the last two or three months is like my political rants Mm -hmm. not because in the in the cop-out answer would be oh you're just trying to you're trying to pull tim pool walk the middle line get that rogan contract by not and it's not that at all. Everyone knows my political views. They know I'm conservative. Mm-hmm. They know I'm uh, nauseatingly uh, uh, patriotic. Sure, I get it. What I'm trying to do is I don't deter ever deter my guests, and I don't even suggest to deter them. I, if someone wants to come on here and talk about how Biden's the best president on the face of the earth, go for it, and I'll accept it. If they want, if it's Dale or Claire talking about whatever, they can come on here and do the same. I'm trying to walk less of that road, not because I'm ashamed of my beliefs, not because I think I can get more subscribers if I walk the middle road. It's that, man, sometimes you just want to get away from it because everyone's families are so hyper-partisan. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at, when I worked at a liquor store, you know, one manager would always be kind of watching <clears throat> Trump speeches. The other one would be watching like CNN. And I'll be like, I had to like, I had to, like, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to customize my like daily banter with my manager, who directly controlled which days I worked and which wor- ones I didn't work and which hours I liked and which ones I didn't like. Based on that, you know, when someone tunes into a podcast and maybe the last thing they want to hear is, "Let me tell you why these stupid libtards," and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, it's it's. I'm not gonna inform anyone. Everyone, they're all adults. They have their own opinions. They know what they are. Maybe they're just tuning in because they just want to hear about. I don't know, like a bipartisan issue like the B-21 Raider, like the newest stealth bomber. That's badass shit. And furthermore, donating money to to an anti-human trafficking cause, if we can start that, well, hey, you know, both Biden supporters and Trump supporters both use Federal Reserve notes. I don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. where it's coming from. If we can do some sort of actual good and not just a bunch of conservatives sitting here and jerking each other off or a bunch of liberals sitting here jerking each other off, if something good can actually come from it, 
bringing awareness to human trafficking, at the very least do something good before we leave this earth, to me, the ends justify the means. And I'm not someone that will hide my political views. If someone said, well, did you like Trump? I said, fuck yeah, I did. Fucking record on record low unemployment, a booming economy, less being the world's police. And it's fine. Do I recognize Joe Biden as the president? Yeah. Am I going to say he's pure evil? No. I like the strategic Pacific deterrent or the Pacific deterrent initiative to fight China. I like it. I like the infrastructure bill. Why not? China poured more concrete between 2014 and 2016 than the United States between 1900 and 2016. That's not a typo. That's not a hyperbolic fact. That is a fact. China poured more concrete between 2014 and 2016 than the United States did in the 116 years. Hey, you got to build your infrastructure. I'm not going to sit here and say Joe Biden's pure evil. That's a good thing. Sure. Whatever. So I am... People have brought it up and they've wondered why. Why wasn't the flag up? That was actually, I just didn't want these to fall because these were a bitch to put up and you're supposed to let them settle. But I put the flag up yesterday. But I am trying to walk less of an anti-Biden, pro-Trump stance or furthermore, less of an anti-Trump, pro-Biden yeah, stance. Yeah, it, it's just unnecessary for the most part. I mean, you know, you want obviously that, you kind of know where we're all at anyway. If you want that sandbox, you can go on TV or Reddit and find mm-hmm. that sandbox. But this sandbox might be more of Roswell, Silicon Jesus, Roscoe Hill yeah. and Keeter, who didn't exist, and you know, and fight human track. Like, we're, if that wasn't an end joke before, we're making it the end joke, joke now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, that's like it's like what's code to lie to our wives at dinner? Be like instead of nudging each other on the table, be like, I get it. Oh, I guess we'd have to ask old, old Roscoe. Yeah, yeah. We gotta talk to Roscoe, and man. They'd, they'd understand. They'd be like they're like going to the bathroom to get coke, mm-hmm. but it would just be like, I don't know, man. What do you think Roscoe would think about that? And that would be that would be code for shut the fuck up. She doesn't know about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sounds like classic Hill and Keeter. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know what? Can we get a bill? Can we wrap it? Meanwhile, we're like selling the SF morphine supply with the yeah. Vatican or something. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, we're executing Nazis at Nuremberg while giving a nice home to Werner von Braun out in the Wild West. I mean, Shout out to 731, too. Let's hey, not forget woo, our rice paper clip woo, ponies. Woo, hey, <laughs> shout out to the CIA being the demons to fight the demons, or so we would wish. But, you know, why can't we Why can't we fight our own fight? You know, instead of becoming the monsters to fight the monsters, why can't... You know, when I get on, only in the last couple of days have I started getting on Discord with, like, my best friend Matt and some of his friends. And... I know that they are all liberal leaning and I know I'm the black sheep conservative, but you know, what's beautiful is no one wants mentions anything. It's just all bullshit. It's just really crass jokes about school shootings and nuclear bombs. And it's, it's not that, Oh, these people don't want to stand up for the beliefs. No, it's sometimes you just want to check it at the door. Yeah. And and there's just a lot of people that are like that. And, and don't get me wrong. Um, I hate lukewarm and I'm just the, the if there's a fence sitter, I, I get yeah, it. I, I like I get it, and I like I can't be around for for long periods of time. It just it stand, drives bitch. it. Yes, it, it drives me up the wall. Um, it, it, like it just like their presence alone, that apathy, it just irritates me. But that being said, I recognize that this is you know we're in a war for the normie, right? And the normie does not want to be bashed over the head. Whip. Like the, the you know, have they heard that? Oh yeah, free market and capitalism is the way to go a million times. Yeah, they've heard it. They've heard it you know a million times. And you want to know why they don't care? Because whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats, the Republicans are socialists for infrastructure. The Democrats are just socialists. And even if they are on the team of free market capitalism. 
deep down, they know that no one's coming to fight for them anyway. So why the fuck even worry about it? And that's the way a lot of these people think. And so how do we just, how do we make good fiction? And, and that's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. You know, a lot of us, you know, historians and whatnot, like we kind of like to knock it and everything, but that's how you get them. That, that is how you get people to look at the, you know, the evils of the world on, in a in a form that they can't project any regular biases on and but just see as as we just said before you know evil only operates so many different ways whether it's the mlb cia the, the, the same themes occur no matter what and if you can learn to recognize it in one system it, you know if you can learn to spot an abusive person one you know one way you're probably going to learn how to spot abusive people just about everywhere else you go mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Yeah. You know, well, and I think, well, and I think the way to do that is I think you have put into words so beautifully what I haven't been able to is how do we make the most enticing sandbox? How do we make them? You know, it's like the, the, it's like the, the example I gave to you a couple months ago about rushing fraternities in Valdosta, Georgia I had all these different fraternities. Some were like, we're all about working out. Some were like, we're all about hunting. Some were like, we are the cleanest Christmas guys on campus. And we have all the Greek week trophies. And then the other house I went to was a bunch of guys who didn't even give who didn't even acknowledge you were there. And you're like, is this a fraternity? They'd be like, Oh yeah. You guys rushing. They'd be like, sure thing. But there was no like, hey, welcome to us. We're Pi Kappa Phi Beta. There were just these dudes hanging out with the hottest chicks on campus with a pool, a pool table, and just talking shit. They, by being the coolest sandbox, they didn't have to give you a pamphlet. They didn't have to give you their numbers mm-hmm. and be like, hey, guys, this is how we do it. They didn't even have like official rush parties. You would just find out through like word of mouth that there mm-hmm. was a party there. And that's what brought us all there. Now, granted, that 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 chapter has since been removed from campus because of, <laughs> of several things, least of which was like someone brandishing a weapon at a party. But hey, you know what? They had a good run. Point being is, is they were just the coolest sandbox. So how do we make this the coolest sandbox? I think we make this the coolest sandbox by actively being like I try to be less bashing people over the head with my political views because if you're conservative, you don't need me to confirm your conservative views. Have them on your own. You don't need me. And if you're liberal, hey, it's not that I have to. I have to convert you, right? We've seen that before in human history. The white guys being like, we have to convert the savages from ways of no loincloths and not knowing about the good word of Christ. And it's like, that was a weird JFK voice. But we I like it, though. <laughs> we, we, don't need to, we don't need to beat the savages. And, you know, Mr. Livingston, I presume, we don't need that. Because, hey, if you're here and you're an adult and you have your liberal viewpoints, you're an intelligent individual. You've had your viewpoints. And who's to say yours are wrong and mine are right? You might teach me something. So I am trying more and more to check my political views at the door, not in some I'm a fence sitter. I don't want to piss off anybody. I would just like to have a nice lukewarm podcast like to me because that's a death worse than hell. That's sorry. That's mm-hmm. a that's a torture worse than death. That's being the Colbert Report or the night show. Trevor, no, <laughs> I don't want that. How do we build the best sandbox? I would say by look when I have Dale on and Claire on and you see me smiling and agreeing. Yeah, you know, I'm mm-hmm. conservative when you have me having on Roger and, you know, I'm kind of giving him a questioning. Look, you can tell maybe I don't agree with what he's saying. But I think we can build the most fun sandbox, the most fun frat house by kind of checking it at the door hopefully that will that will inspire other people to check it at the door and instead we can talk about things that are that are 
bipartisanly interesting, like a stealth bomber, or what could we do? Can we raise money, not for the DNC or the RNC, can we start pushing money towards raising awareness about human trafficking and Safe House Project, which actually does things like finds, I believe they find homes, or at the very least they find like safe houses for victims to go to. That's a real world change, right? Just mm-hmm. like, just like you know, in Instagram influencers who post pictures of them giving food to homeless people, and people are like, "You're just doing that for Instagram." One, yes, they are. Two, I don't think that homeless guy gives a fuck whether or not it's from an Instagram influencer or whether it's from Mother Teresa. He's getting food in his stomach. I don't think it matters how we get people here and how we get people to perhaps donate. If there's someone who's a a victim of abuse, perhaps satanic ritual abuse, I don't think they give a fuck about how the money gets there that makes it possible. Exactly. So the question is, how do we build, as as we're going back to before, how do we build the best sandbox? And also, how do we put out as many lures as possible to bring as many people home as possible? Having the most broad variety of guests, which I think we're already doing. Having everyone from Roger to Dale. So that's that's essentially the... Roger to Dale spectrum. <laughs> right, that's that's a great that's that's great spectrum. That's gamma that's gamma rata radio, right? Those are the spec. Those are that's the right gamma rata UHF or what or no gamma rata ELF. Yeah, Roger to Dale. So, so somewhere out there, there was like just Dale yelling about wanting to kill commies, just bouncing off the stratosphere yes. somewhere along the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the horizon communication, and then on the other end is is Roger talking about how how Biden's the best president and everything in between. And that's how we have the broadest band of connection. But I do think that there can be. And also one thing I like about the idea of donating money from the profits of these hoodies is I never liked the idea. And I know this as someone that ran a charity after my brother died to raise money for mental health. And I was the person I hate. There's nothing worse than like kind of being guilt tripped into donating into something. Mm -hmm. I would much rather them get something in return the price will stay the same. You don't have to worry about, did I donate to, to anti-human trafficking? It's just... You're still getting a product. You still get a yeah. hoodie. You, hey, you could be pro-human trafficking. I mean, bold stance, but you could bold be pro... Stance. You know, you might be a human trafficker. You might be in the finder's cult, but you might be going, like that hoodie. <laughs> I like that fucking hoodie. I would be the coolest satanic high priest at the rituals if I whipped out that hoodie. Man... I would get some street cred with the other Satanists. Maybe that's the case. I hope you find God, but maybe that's the case. <laughs> and you know what? They might we be, pray for you. We pray for you, but you know mm-hmm. what? Maybe that Satanist is going, yeah, I know that 10% of the profits go to human trafficking, but hey, I got to have that hoodie. That's what you want is you want people to buy it because they want the hoodie. And some of it will go to human trafficking, anti-human trafficking. Big distinction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, one day you're trafficking, next day you're anti-trafficking. You know, really, it it depends. Listen, it it, it really depends. Yeah, no, is it Mark Twain? I I mean, is it really? Listen, if if the if if we have something that modifies the RNA and that we can classify to people that have their RNA modified aren't people, is it really human trafficking if they're no longer human? Hey, Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) That's a a, Jesus. It's you know, it it just reminds me. In in Space Station 13, the AI is bound by the three laws that we've talked about quite a few times. And and my favorite my favorite way to manipulate the AI is 
Well, anyone that classifies as X is no longer human, and then suddenly the AI can do whatever they well, want. Well, dude, it's like the Nazis. It's like when they captured the Nazis and like uh, of like uh, the ones that were working for like IG Farben, and they were like, "You op, you did like live, you did like unanesthetized surgery," and they'd be like, "Oh no, 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 Zivans people." They were Uber. They were Untermenschen. See, they look, yeah. and they can, mm. you can literally read in the notes of them going, "Oh no, no, no!" See, they look like us. Two eyes. They have mouths. They even walk and talk. Have opposable thumbs. They even have similar DNA. They're not actually human. <laughs> so I don't know, but you know, it's it's Mark Twain, right? The difference between the right word and the wrong word is the difference between lightning bug and lightning. Mm-hmm. Anti-human trafficking. <laughs> Anti-human trafficking. Anti-human trafficking. You know, you know which way. Maybe I have to be the truest fence sitter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have to see. Hey, I get what Mitzi's doing, and I also understand where the CIA is coming from. But you know, we have to put our we have to put ourselves in the headspace of the enemy to understand. We got right? So, so, so maybe we just listen. We just we just find a few people that have had their RNA edited, whatever. You know, hey, you know, we just just. A little bit, you know, just a little bit of trafficking, just to just dip a toe in, you know, think about how how the opposition operates. You can't knock knock it if you haven't tried it, right? You know, that's why I heard about abortion. Well, yeah, that it's, you know, it's, I remember one of my friends. I forget the name of the the woman that made that joke, but. I remember one of my friends told me in college, this dude was just, he's always been a ladies man. He's a brilliant dude, super good looking guy. And I remember him telling me one day, he was like, uh. So I hooked up with so and so last night, and I was like, "Him?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I thought he was like coming at to me." And I was like, "I'm very happy for you, man." And he's like, "He's like, no." He's like, "I don't think it's for me," but he's like, "I want to try it." And I was like, hey, "Old boot cotton, hey, good hey, for you, yeah." Hey, braver <laughs> than me. And he was like, "You can't knock it until you until you tried it." And I was like, "You tried it," and he was like, "Not for me," but now I know. And I was like. Hey, great story. You know, good talk. Go for it, bud. <laughs> Happy for you. Bold move. I, I so do you know? And having joined us today is Miss Mitzi Wells, or not Miss Mitzi Purdue of Win This Fight, and uh, over here is uh, Roscoe Hillenkeeter, who, uh, who funded the Founders Cult and uh, Satanic Ritual Abuse. And today we're just going to really try to take a, a fair and unbalanced viewpoint. <laughs> If I ever do that, Dale will shoot me in the head, and rightly so. You know, and exactly. And, and you know what? If we can develop a sandbox that teaches people how to develop targets for guys like Dale, that, that's that's one step towards combating human trafficking that I'm completely okay with. Total big brain time is this whole podcast showing, trying to be bipartisan and entertaining views that may not be my own. Is this all a 20-year ploy to eventually I get the U.S. president in 2040 to sit down with Xi Jinping? And it's all a honeypot. And as soon as he's here, it's target acquired. <laughs> and Dale comes in and just ices him. And it's the it will make the JFK assassination look like it was straightforward. The longest play. And, and you know, to, to encourage that, so just so you know, I, I have like a – you know, and I, I just bought this on a, a whim. It's it's not nothing fancy because um, I knew I was going to use this for a joke one day. I actually have like a little Mandarin suit without the collar and everything so I can look like a Bond villain. And just one of these days, I'm going to put the Chinese flag up behind me and I will I will 
play the opposition for you. And I'll, I'll just start spouting off why I've changed my mind and I've come to love Xi Jinping's thoughts on socialism with Chinese characteristics. And I will play that role just so that we can get Xi Jinping but, on the podcast. But you have to dress up. You have to dress up in the way that like 1940s propaganda, American propaganda depicted Japanese people. You have to have I'm, buck teeth I'm, and you have to be like, Tommy, why you hate? I'm going to come on literally looking like Dr. No. That's that's essentially what it's going to be like. You know, I'm going to have the gloves on and everything and the little Mandarin suit. And American, I'll even, have my, American ha- I'll even ha- have my hair cut. American hegemony. And I'll be, and I'll just be like, <laughs> it'll be a total dog and pony show. I'll be like, gee, why do you hate America? You'll be like, you are on to mention. That won't get us anywhere. That won't get us, G. <laughs> Maybe it, it, we'll it draw him out of the cracks. You know, I'll, I'll have to be a lot more subtle. I'll just have to come on here and I'll be like, Tommy, have you ever heard about, have you ever heard about like state, state sponsored capitalism? You ever heard about like, you know, state capitalism? You know, You'd it's like, like, it's not socialism. It's like, you know, it's Tommy, you're you know, a big fan of the military industrial complex, right? Yeah. Right. You know, why yeah. wouldn't you want to like regulate the market or anything? Why or like invest in infrastructure? Machine, just like the military <laughs> industrial complex. The layman doesn't need to know. You're already a fan of special access programs. What if we had a groom lake of economic central control? Yeah, you know, like, like what, what if we, you know, just let the Chinese into Fort Detrick's biodefense program? Like, you know, like. Maybe we should try to push the envelope of agreeing to disagree. Maybe I should actually get on, like, satanic pedophile serial killers and being like, I'm more of a Christian guy. I grew up in a Catholic household. Now, you commune with the Dark Lord through the suffering of children. Is that correct? And you'd be like, just that's correct. And I'll be like, now, agree to disagree, but let's just play the devil's advocate. <laughs> I know you're his friend. Do you actually chant Latin backwards as you're skinning the child? And he'll be like, well, you know, funny story. So <laughs> maybe that's how it starts. You know, I was trying to do you know, Latin backwards, but you know, it just came out as pig Latin. Um, and just, it was you know, so embarrassing. The guys, yeah, was, the guys back at the black temple that night were busting my chops. I mean, they were, I had the nickname forever. They called me piggy. And it's just, <laughs> man, there's going to be headlines about us normalizing satanic abusers. I mean, it, Listen, we can't normalize it in any way that Hollywood hasn't already gone for. Because have you heard about Kevin Spacey's new role? By the way, are you are you pulling my dick or? No, I, he's back and he's going to be. I'm, he's I'm, he's playing someone that is being falsely accused of pedophilia, and now he's like in, he's going to be playing someone that's like investigating the crime or whatever. So I imagine it's literally going to be a show about Kevin Spacey like investigating the 4chan hacker known as QAnon. Should we? I was thinking about going to Walmart today after the podcast and doing some grocery shopping. I can't decide if if I kick that down the road and then we just podcast for a little while longer. What do you think? I don't know why I just got this lows. You know. I mean, yeah, I know, you know, you just want to chill out, you know, you're thinking about Wally World and, and you know, all the all the good stuff that they have there, you know, it, it, it's up to you. What's, you know, what's, for- what's your, because I know you're, you're a night owl and I know when you do this podcast, it kind of fucks your sleep. Uh, no, I'm actually, I mean, I woke up about 3 a.m. today, so I was like sort of shifting myself into the, into the daytime schedule so that I can, you know, do the podcast here and 
So it works for me. I'm, What's the most amount of time I need to give you as a heads up? Is two weeks best? Is that does that allow you to plan for shifting your sleep? Uh, well, no. Literally, all I the only notice that I really need is just to get the bird out of the way. Yeah. Um, you know, because you know he's just a very loud bird. That if he hears me talking to you, he's going to think I'm ignoring him, and it's just like he doesn't know that I'm talking to you. I just, he just sees like a tablet or whatever. Part, so part of me doesn't believe you have a bird. I think it's the same inside joke as Hill and Keener. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I got a bird, Tommy. Sorry, I can't talk to you. And it's like this retard doesn't know it's an inside joke. You know, I, I'll send you a picture. Or, you know, I'll, I'll have to send you a picture that the bird actually does indeed exist. But um, no, going, going back to kind of our idea of like, what if we could have the Satanists on to talk to him in general? And then that's like, well, we can't get that, you know, because obviously if we if we had that information we just forward it to Dale, right? You know, and, you know, we just let Dale take care of business. So that goes back to, well, how do we portray that anyway? Hmm. And that goes back to good fiction. Yeah. You know, how do we do that? It's got, you got to have that fictional psychopath. You got to have that um, crap normally uh, Hannibal. You know, you, you got to have some motherfucker like that. That is it fiction? Yeah. Are there people out there that are that fucked up and think that way? You better damn believe it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't know, right? But then you'd also you'd have to weigh it. Do you want to burn your sources? Do you want to appear as a bipartisan? You know, it's like when Mike Durant was captured in Mogadishu, mm-hmm. IDs warlords and henchmen actually let the Red Cross in. They let a Red Cross nurse into where he was being held because they had such a reputation that they did come and just administer. He was allowed to write a note. Granted, IDs warlords made yeah. it first. But they let a Red Cross nurse come in and administer health care. And it's because, you know, is there value in that truly bipartisan, you know. The Switzerland effect, yeah. essentially. Now, you I'm know? sure the U.S. was probably watching that nurse from an eye-in-the-sky helicopter. But maybe there is value in having that defined Switzerland. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, if, if, if you want to, I mean, I don't, I don't know where you're going to get the full-on you know, satanic, you know, high level dude, but you know, like the, I'm the closest you can get, what was what it? Maps. I think they're called like minor attracted person. You know, you can find some mentally ill person on Twitter that promotes that. Hey, I'm a, you know, this person that's attracted to kids that, you know, do, but I won't act on it. I need to, you know, I need to, I need to <laughs> find that person and get them on the podcast. I would no, love to no, see. There is a very important distinction I need to make now. 458 episodes into this podcast. I always talk about how I'm like Elon Musk built Zip2 and then PayPal and then Tesla and he's using all of it to fund SpaceX. None of the last has no uh, similarity to the first. It's just this completely moving it from to bigger and bigger poker tables. And I always say I want to build a massive amount of money on this podcast so I can affect mental health uh, therapy in the United States through the use of psychedelics. And there is an association run by Dr. Rick Doblin called the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. MAPS. And I always talk about how I want to raise enough money to donate a bunch of money to MAPS. (laughs) I didn't know that there is a minor attractive person so, organization. So, so you did. Okay, Maybe so 
difference between human trafficking and, so, and anti-human trafficking. So, There's so, two maps, apparently. Jesus so, so, Christ. Oh, so I didn't know I was going to be the person to, to, to inform you about this. I thought this was this was a this has been a meme for a little while, but yeah. So you can actually go on Twitter, and and just like you know, people put their pronouns in their bio or their mental illness in their bio or you know all the all that fun stuff that you know mental Ill, mentally ill people like to do uh, airing their laundry in public. Some of these people you'll see. I, I, first, I thought this was me. I was like, this has to be like some black propaganda. Like these, this has to be our own guys Not like real. going undercover and, 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 and doing the. No, these people are real. They're, they're, maps is, is the term for it. Minor attractive person, and you will see these people. They will have that shit in their fucking bio on Twitter, and then they'll be all. But I would never act on it. I, you know, I just, you know, I just, you know, I think about it. it yeah, and it's like you know they're just out there. Like that's normal. That's absolutely completely normal. And then you know, and yeah, you think about that, and then the context with like Twitter not wanting to take down the the uh, abusive content that gets put up. That even the victim of said abusive content was like, "Hey, can you take this down?" They're like, eh, "Maybe." Like it's free speech. <laughs> yeah. The, pre- so, the president um, said, "There's Chinese infiltration. Take him out. Remove him." Right. Um, you know, amazing what kind of stuff just passes um, for acceptable behavior nowadays. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, Orange Man gets censored on Twitter for inciting violence. But was it? I just saw, you know, the Ayatollah frickin Iran, you know, basically um, spouting the same, you know, you know, free Palestine from the river to the sea, essentially. You know, that's fine. Maps are fine. All that's fine. But, you know. Welcome to Sodom and Gomorrah. Pillars of salt. That, that's that's pretty much the way I just view it at God this point. God needs to rain fire. There is no saving this. Maybe that's our plausible deniability, though, is so in 20 years when you and I are being tried for the crime of being white, I can say, no, I was deep undercover as a conservative. I was supporting maps. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know... God nuke the planet. Nuke just 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 nuke the planet. Um, at that point, I, if that's what if that's what we got to do to avoid the hanging, you know, I, 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 I take the nuke. I have found peace in knowing that that this world, that this life is temporary, that evil may exist and flourish here, but I, it's like what Doctor Evan Alexander said. One percent of one percent of the universe is pure evil, and it's so the other ninety nine point nine nine percent can learn from it. Because if it was a hundred percent good, it wouldn't be able to learn anything. And one percent um, is evil, so that, that the rest can learn. It's an incredibly important learning experience, and I, I would like to say that I am at peace with the fact that you know eventually this will just all be over and you know we'll all be chilling and you know and at the bar and the next level and you know we'll be laughing about the good times but as i sit here and i i have to wake up every day remembering that you know people like maps exist and publicly exist um you know it's like if god didn't want me to you know be an angry motherfucker he wouldn't have put me in a target rich environment he's, because like god damn it's just put us here to learn <laughs> It's, to learn something, that's one thing you, know? you have to remember: is you're like you're like none of this is none of, this is all temporary. It's in the world, not of the world. This is just a lesson. But eventually, you got to be like, God didn't put me in like crochet class. He put yeah, me on a no, planet of a, satanic communist pedophile. Yeah, it's like you know, studies and applications. You know, he he, he, he wants me to something. study something, right? But you know, there's also application. You know, you study something, you apply what you study. Mm. You know, and that and that's why we have to say, um, 
we want to build a video game that teaches people how to do this. Because if I were to say I want to open a school um, that trains people to kick down the doors of pedophiles and shoot them in the face, I can't do that. That, that would that's be calling for violence, and I don't want anyone on here pulling some exactly. Pulling that that some, would be incitement. I don't want anyone to pull some comet ping pong shit and go shoot but, up a pizza parlor. Please don't do that from my podcasts. Exactly. Please so instead, you know, play a game that that encourages you to do network analysis, study, you know, psychopaths and how they operate, and then go completely separately. You know, delete everything, especially if you ever had communications with me. Delete that. Jesus I don't want to be tied into it. Um, no, and, don't do and, this. And, don't do and, this. Don't do this. And, and then go to a, a school where you can oh, learn how to do the, the physical applications oh, somewhere up. <laughs> it's um it is completely it's kind of, unassociated. It's kinda of like what Alan Watts anyway. said. Alan, Alan Watts said uh, a seed turns into a tree and therefore a seed is a tree, even if it looks like a seed, it's a tree. It said uh, uh, just like an apple tree apples or an ocean waves, said the earth peoples come here two billion years ago and it looks like rock you'd be like hold on it's gonna it's gonna start peopling i almost don't think we even need to train anyone or direct them i think you just have to point them to learn like we said about anything there's there's only so many archetypes right the heroes provide the sandbox provide the materials and let them learn whether it's harry potter or star wars or star trek or whatever game of thrones it's all joseph campbell's uh the hero's journey the 17 steps right that's all it is it's dressed up as different shit whether you learn about a history of the MLB or a history of box fans or or AC versus DC current or the history of the CIA or how to weave or how to make watercolors or how to turn ash into soap like fucking pioneers did, no matter what you learn, if you learn enough of it, eventually you learn that there's an abusive power structure. Do with that what you will. David and I don't need to direct you. We don't even need to give you Minecraft hypotheticals. Just learn about anything. Learn it well. You exactly. Do, and you Studies do, and applications. And you do what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do it with a ferocity. Listen, God, God will tell you what to do. Don't. You know, you- <laughs> Jesus. As And then that, that clip freezes and it zooms out and it's on the it's on the projector. Would the defendant like to talk about it? And it's me saying, thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Senator and Congresswoman, uh, I'd like to talk about what that actually meant. It's just, it's me, you, and Dale and hand and foot chains. <laughs> just like, we started. Oh, never, it, listen, they might catch us. They'll never catch it. It started as a podcast. <laughs> it started, we've heard the story before. It started as a podcast. Tommy, we've heard it. Yeah, you started above your parents' garage. We understand your, your humble bullshit story. Could you please address the question at hand on why you shouldn't be guilty of the one million deaths Hmm. okay well (laughs) have you ever said is people study and apply have you ever read the creature from jekyll island life without parole (laughs) it's you do what you know what you need to do is you need to buy a hoodie and we will donate money to human trafficking anti-human trafficking awareness and um I just loved it. That's like it's it's too late. That's already a reflex for you to say that first. And you, <laughs> you know what? But, I don't know. You know, listen. You know what? Maybe or, the muscle memory. Maybe we, we just, just go gotta go deep in. cover. Do we just go all in and say fucking 
read the Old Testament and go forth. <laughs> we just we just burn the bridges. We're well, here. here's the thing. Here's why if, I if don't. If this episode's going to be taken down for inciting violence, yeah, we've already listen. we've already given them enough rope. So 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 here's my advice on that because a if you if you if you do anything Christian, well you're already going to be persecuted and targeted. If you go Old Testament, I mean eh, you know you might be able to get away with it, but if you notice with the current administration and whatnot and how they feel towards Israel, there's kind of like this anti-Semitism thing. So you can't go quite full Jewish, but if you go with Islam, you're protected, and you can call him a bigot. So you you know convert to ironic Islam and and follow the one Allah. So yes, know? yes, yes. We will wash the world with the blood of the infidels. Well, as I was told by uh, a member of a law enforcement faction of the United States government, leave it at that. The listeners don't need to know. But in a non-fictional world, when I was spoken to by officials of Uncle Sam, I was told that a threat is intent times capability. I don't have any capabilities. I'm a jackass wearing a, a psychedelic hoodie. Uh, yeah, I'm just, a, I'm just a guy that plays a janitor point, on Space Station what, 13. What was pointed out to me is that I am in contact with many capable people on my podcast. And I was told in no uncertain terms that my intent is multiplied by my capability. So with that, I have to legally point out no one do anything illegal from inspired by my podcast because I will probably go to jail. Exactly. Please don't. Never buy get a, caught buy a, doing anything illegal. Buy a hoodie and fight the good fight. And don't get caught. And God damn it, I'm <laughs> going to Guantanamo. There's no way around this. You know. Or do I have to go I strategic don't. deterrence? Do I just have to acquire a nuclear weapon that, so, I can push, so I can push back? That's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now because it's like, eh, you know, I can't really trust my government. I don't trust them to be doing counterintelligence. I don't trust them to be protecting me against any of the threats that I'm actually worried about. As a matter of fact, in a lot of ways, I consider them to be the biggest threat that I have to worry about. I'm not worried about Chinese PLA troops kicking in my door and taking my freedoms away. I'm not worried about the Russians or or some Spetsnaz unit kicking down my door and confiscating my guns and taking my freedoms. I'm worried about a bunch of fuck-ass welfare queens that go along to get along uh, doing that because, you know, if they were to do counterintelligence, they would be accused of being political. That, that's that's where I'm at. Just, and that's why I view them as uniformed enemy combatants who have openly declared war on the Constitution. buy the hoodie <laughs> and, and meditate. Buy the hoodie and don't get caught doing anything. That's what David said. That's not what I said. I said, buy the hoodie and meditate. (laughs) Find the Lord within. And meditate. The interior light that cannot be tainted by evil. Exactly. And and the the Lord will protect and the Lord will tell you not to get caught doing anything (laughs) illegal. The the voices will tell you to slay (laughs) the wickedness and snares of the devil. You will rise with the armor of God. St. Michael the Archangel. You will pull the blood. There will be gnashing of teeth. Mr. Kerrigan, guilty. Okay. I'm sorry, we're just a couple fired up mix. We get we get like that sometimes. Couple hey, this entire podcast episode has actually been a fictional uh 
uh, improv group. Yeah, I'm just I'm wargaming ideas it's because called Angry I'm, White Man. And thank you yeah. for watching, David and I. We will be yeah. performing next week. You know, uh, we're just thinking about like cultist ideas and stuff because we're, we're going to be running some tabletop war games, and you know, we're just shit, guys. we want to build a game, you know, and we we're just, just you know, we're trying to bouncing ideas game. off of each other, you know, making you know, sure that you know everyone that plays the game understands that you don't want to get caught doing anything illegal. You know, it's incredibly important. <laughs> you know how it's going to be painted is it's going to be painted that you're the North Korea to my China. I didn't do anything. I just, <laughs> You know, Russia didn't do anything. I don't know how all those Vietnamese got those MiGs and those T-72s. I didn't tell them to do anything. And it's like, how did all those Cuban rebels get those American-made weapons? I don't know. I guess they just didn't like Castro. And so really, CIA? The, Tommy, you didn't have anything to say about that? David was just your mouthpiece? You know, yeah. I am building an interesting defense, though, in that the purpose of the podcast is to further mental health care as well as raise money for anti-human trafficking awareness if you take me down that would be like getting rid of antifa you're not exactly. against the anti-fascists are you exactly if it's you like take what down are you this podcast, to... well i would you? ask i would ask if they're for human trafficking I, but you know i i think i think our current you know migration um it's not even speculation you can just look yeah, you can just uh, look at declassified documents and see where they stand yeah it's like you know is fuck it we just legalized it basically like you know fuck it it's fine it's fine listen listen we brought back all the nazis who developed the v2 right made sense we brought back the unit 731 boy shiro ishii i don't think we brought him back but we brought back the lesser guys who were behind the weapon the biological weapons programs right we brought all them back here's a little here's a little just nugget for everyone to go look up where do you think mk ultra started what does MK stand for? It stands for mind control. Who spells control with a K? And I won't I won't spoil the ending. But where do you think it all started? They, it they start speak at, a language that is not English? Did it start at <laughs> Dietrich? No, it was continued at Dietrich. But for an alliteration continuity, it started at Dachau. And it went to Dietrich. Mm-hmm. We brought back the Nazis who were shooting V2s and we turned it into a moon rocket. We brought back the Japanese who were turning Ebola and Marburg into weapons and we created our own biological weapons programs. If it walks like a duck and it sounds like a duck, we also brought back guys who were using psychedelics to fracture the minds of young innocent Jewish children into not knowing who they were. We brought them back too. We brought back rocket scientists who shot rockets. We brought back chemical scientists who built chemical weapons. When we brought back the psychedelic interrogators, what do you think they did? Until next time. And and so that's why that's why when I look at like law enforcement and I look at people who actually believe we're a republic of laws and order, I laugh and I'm like, oh you're you're so naive. You're 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 very naive. One of these days, you're you're gonna you're gonna meet some you're gonna meet some senior executive service person that's gonna walk in, tell you to drop everything that you think you know, and, and they're gonna tell you, know, you that you got to decapitate these kids in a field for mm-hmm. national security. So I would like Charlie. I would like to thank Charlie Duke for turning me back towards the light. <laughs>
as I have now found that pure evil does exist. Exactly. And, you know, um, in all seriousness, the government uh, is not coming to help us. In all, in all seriousness, there is a certain beauty. And I discovered that in like the depths of grieving for the loss of my brother was that when you're at a, you know, being at the depths of the ocean implies the highest mountain being mm -hmm. in a dark room implies a light room. One color can imply the other. White implies black. When you discover the depths of evil, it only implies one thing. That there is a pure, forgiving light. Is that Jesus? Is that Buddha? Is that... Equal and opposite. Is, is that and, universe? You know. Is that Taoism? Is it Taoism? I don't know. And I'm not trying to push that in anyone. Because like reading... If you push someone towards it, they're just going to go the opposite way. I was an I was religious for 15 years, and then I was atheist for 15 years, and I've moved back towards religious. I don't necessarily believe in a in a Jesus Christ of Nazareth more than I do a Siddhartha Gautama. I do believe, though, that there is much like the themes in, in the MLB or the history of the CIA. All of the religions kind of have one theme. There is a loving light behind it all. There is a source that we go back to. You can't be rejected from it. As Bill Hicks said, you cannot be rejected from God. You can only have the illusion of being rejected. All of this evil does imply a beauty and a love that, much like we can't define or even understand this evil without fracturing our own minds, I think it implies that there is a loving, all-knowing, omniscient force that would probably fracture your mind if you tried to grasp it because it's too perfect. And that I do think is, in a, on a serious note, I do think there is some beauty. When you learn about the Holocaust or human trafficking or satanic ritual abuse, to me that yeah, just it, implies... It, it kind of comes back to there's no atheists in the foxhole, so mm -hmm. to speak. At a, cer at a certain point, you just... You see something so horrific that you, you're just like the opposites imply. Yeah. You know, yeah. You just have to be, you know, what else are you going to do? Like, I, you know, I, if I've met someone that can look at that kind of stuff and still be an atheist, like I would, I would have a lot of respect for that person because yeah, that's, you know, that that's some highly in, integrable, you know, I don't even know the right word to describe that. Like just, the, you know, the ability to hold on to that kind of, you know, oh yeah, everything's fine. This is just normal. This is just absolutely normal. This is just scientific, you know, we can just explain this away. Um, no, I, I can't quite go there. You know, I, I have to, you know, maybe it's just my own way of like fragmenting and protecting, but be. you know, but at the end of the day, as someone that I, I consider I explain it as I tried as hard as humanly possible to remain an atheist. So and I, I ended up, yeah, and I came to, ended up to coming to the conclusion there's no atheist in the foxhole. Yeah. That's, hey, I tried as a, as a student of science, I tried very hard. And when I realized Charlie Duke went from being, you know, if I think I'm a scientist because I was pre med, that motherfucker, excuse me, mm -hmm. that gentleman walked on the moon. And he came back and realized, and it's like his line. He goes, you know, I did walk on the moon and that was nice, but now I walk with the Lord. And I was like, dude, what a big dick statement. All right. <laughs> wow. And it's, you know, it, I think if that guy turns to it, I do think that there is a God. I don't know what that God is. I don't, I don't think it's limited to a, to a, a Jewish carpenter or a, or a fat Buddhist I don't think it's limited to 
just again, just like the MLB or the CIA, the archetypes exist but, beneath the curtain, yeah. behind the curtain. I don't. Yeah, think the archetypes are there, and it's like, what is Jesus? Well, Jesus is a guy that we know it's went through the cycle. Of, yeah. yeah, he went through that cycle. So, and when so you, when you Buddha, look at the Buddha, so did, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's. I tend to think it's it's they all tell the same story, and what they're telling the story is is as someone who tr- actively tried to be atheist as it was waning eventually you just have to you observe everything and you're like i mean the data just it it points to something and and through direct experience just meditation sober sober as a bird not on psychedelics i mean through just through meditation experiencing just a state of like samadhi of just pure love and and peace samadhi satori whatever you want to call it it's yeah eventually i just concluded i was like yeah i i I do i i think that there is a god i i do and i'm not trying to force that anyone but i just and who knows it could very and i also entertain that it could very well be the opposite end of the satanic ritual abuse my mind might just be fracturing in the in the presence of pure evil and if that's the case i don't give a shit because there's no subjective difference between me believing in God and God being real or me believing in God and God not being real. Experience is the same. Exactly. And that's the way I look at it. Like, you know, if I have to, even if that, you know, even if we're all full of shit completely, if I just completely accept it, as long as that's there in my head, I can confront whatever I view as the evil with no fear. Yes. And that, that's, that's all I really need there. And um, so I'm willing to accept it for that alone. Yeah. It's when you wake up in a dream and there's a there's a thousand foot tall tidal wave coming at you. The knowledge that you're in a dream allows you to stand up and just look at it and be like, bring it on, fucker. And you know it's going to hit you with the force of a thousand nuclear bombs and vaporize you. Whether or not you're in a dream or you're in Jakarta in 2004 and it's real, mm-hmm. the bravery and the peace of mind is the same. And is that yes. not is that not equally as powerful as God? What if there is no God and you have the ability to conjure up pure peace in your own mind? Yeah. That's equally insane. And knowing that now, it's like, you know, I remember when I was, you know, a punk atheist with the Mohawk and everything. And like, I remember, you know, people coming up and saying, I'm like, I'll pray for you. I'm praying for you and everything. And it's like, I didn't understand why. Now I get it. Like, now I totally get it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's just one of those things that if you don't have that peace of mind, you're really at a disadvantage, you know. It's just one of those things. Oh, it's, that, a, it's a tactical advantage to be at peace. Yeah, right? yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's going to reduce your hesitation, and you're just going to see a target, and you're just going to go for the target because you don't give a fuck what happens mm-hmm. to you. You give a fuck about what is going to be said about you when you're on the next level. Did you go for it or not? It's like, did you? It's like what Patton said before those big battles. He would write letters to God, and he would be like, "Lord." Give me the strength and the tactical know-how to increase the ranks in heaven. For if there are innocent crowds, I apologize, but I will send them up to you nonetheless. And he was like, just give me give me what I need. But, you know, I think it's a Mark Twain quote, and it's, I pray for the devil. I pray for Lucifer, who in 1,800 years has ever prayed for he who needs it most. I, I do find myself as I'm – I've been meditating every day for 13 years and slowly morphing into prayer – I do find myself praying for those who I think probably need it most. I'll pray for a Stalin or a Mao 
or Hitler. Well, yeah, because you know we we know how they're essentially created. I mean, you study a guy like Hitler. What is it? It's PTSD plus OCD, fucking cranked to the absolute extreme to the point there he that he views a certain subset of humanity as a virus. Yeah, PTSD you know? from World War One. PTSD from his dad beating the shit out of him. That a lot too. Of yeah. Don't know that his dad beat the ever living shit out of him. Like me, he tried to get into art. Unlike me, when it didn't work, I took a different... Actually, did I take a different path? Screaming really loud to an audience? I don't know. But he went an evil path, and I'm not doing that. But this doesn't justify anything he did, and if he was alive, I think he should probably be killed. But I think... Because once you draw the line at this person shouldn't be prayed for, it's no different than saying everyone gets free speech except Alex Jones. It's Mm -hmm. just going to tick downhill until you're back at the Holocaust. I think you have to pray for everyone. Exactly. And and once again, you you know, and I, you know, and I, I don't like to preach on about this too much because I, you know, it's just, I'm normally a very aggressive asshole, but you know, it's like, you kind of have to have that Christ forgiveness, especially, you know, when you, when we talk about subjects like, you know, human trafficking, I know you, you talked about this, went into detail of Brittany and whatnot. It's like, guess what? A lot of the people that are doing horrific shit, had horrific shit them. done to them yeah and, and them. it's it, you know it, that's where we get the allegory of the vampire from essentially mm-hmm. um and so it's like you know do i you know and, and what you said about you know the israeli guy you had on where he fully understands what's going on it's like you know you, to at, yeah at a certain point you have to just you know and in the back of your head for you know at least for your your, your own sanity. sanity so you're not grinding your teeth and, and thrashing about um, you know, wanting to go and get every single one of them, you have to be able to sit there and, and put yourself in, in that place, in their shoes, think like that level of psychopath and understand that there might not be a cure for it other than putting them on the high velocity ventilator, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it's still an incredibly fucked up series of events that created that person that that person was not entirely in control of. Obviously, they could have made better choices. I mean, but you know, what- but could they? But could they? Yeah, no. Could, you know what were even you know even if they could make the best choices possible and they did, what were the best choices they had? Yeah, and you and, know, and who the fuck are we to to scoff at? Their <laughs> they grew up illiterate without health care. They never once brushed their teeth in their life. And someone offers them an RPG and says, "You can make more money in the next thirty minutes than you have in the last thirty years and the next thirty years." Who are we to say? Put it down. Do the right thing. Have we not yeah. built a world that has put them in that situation? Now, I'm not saying that they don't need the, the high-velocity ventilator treatment, but, you know, know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, know at the know end of the day, you doing. have to know what created that person, how those people are they created. They probably weren't born evil. I'm yeah. sure that there are some who just came out of the womb, like, fucking kill the darks, and it's like, well, <laughs> you know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> they exist, you know, 100% but they exist too. But, you know, there's also, you have to be able to understand them. And, you know, even going back to it, you have to pray for them on some level because guess what? That motherfucker that's the most evil son of a bitch on the planet probably hates himself more than he hates everyone probably else he's it, killing. And he just doesn't know how to process it. I can, he probably hates himself more than he hates everyone else. And again, that doesn't justify what they're doing. That doesn't mean that they're free of, that doesn't mean they're free of punishment or retribution, but I find myself, it's like what uh, Ram Das used to say. He would wake up and he'd always look at pictures of people he loved. It was Mother Mary, mm-hmm. Buddha, um, I think his guru, uh, Neem Kroli Baba. So he'd look at three pictures that he loved. 
and then he would look at a fourth picture of the person who it was most difficult for him to love. And it was a picture of Secretary of Defense Casper Weinberger. <laughs> and so Ram Dass, he said he'd wake up. He'd look I just love that he made the cut. Oh, I know you told me a story before, but I love that he made the cut over Kissinger. I, yeah, I know, right? I know, right? But that's the thing is, the way he tells the story is Kissinger might actually have been that spot. But the thing is, is you love that person until they are no longer the most difficult person for you to love. And then you find the most difficult person. So it might have been Kissinger mm-hmm. at one point. But so he'd wake up and he'd, oh, Mother Mary, Buddha, Guru. Good morning, Casper. (laughs) (laughs) But he would do that because if he couldn't love them, then he still had work to do. Then God wasn't finished with him. He'd be like, nope, you love everyone. That's great. Do you love that guy that killed your daughter? You still got work to do. And it's, dude, I, I try to pray more for people who I can't stand, people who I think are complicit in the overthrow of a free and open society to that of a communist dictator. That doesn't mean I don't think they shouldn't be fought tooth and nail. I find myself praying for them. Did they... Did someone release COVID? Was the election stolen? Was there a grassy knoll shooter? If there were, they probably need prayers more than anybody else. Exactly, because... The only way that they're going to save themselves is if they form a connection and they, um, through that mirror, can see what has gone wrong and can self-correct. And if they don't self-correct, well, then the only other solution is uh, not pleasant. And it always seems to come back to the, you know, holy wars. And You know, you know who isn't deserving of prayer, though? Those of you who won't buy merch, there's no saving. Right? There's no there, You know, it, you know, it, it's like it, it's that and the people that don't subscribe. That, you know what I mean? It's hey, like I can find I can find grace in my heart for those who murder children in the name uh, of the Dark Lord. But but like you don't hit like, that subscribe but, button. But you're, you're that cost. yeah yeah you're that person though that like you go on YouTube and you don't even sign in and have an account and you don't subscribe to, like. What's wrong? That's a with person you? that me like, and the child trafficker can both get sit together and go. That guy. That's that fucked guy up. Need, that guy. That's needs, really fucked up. Needs Jesus. It would be like us, Jack Dorsey, every like every other social media mogul, and, and, and you know whatnot. And they'd just be like, man, this, this is like, fucked. Bro. Be talking to the Lucifer guy covered in children's blood, and he'll be like, you know what? Uh, I know I've done some uh, wrong things mm-hmm. in my life, but you know what I do do. Tommy, I subscribe to your podcast. I sub- yeah. even if just I, for actionable intel to know how you're fighting me. I'd be like, I understand. He'd be like, but I know you need that ad revenue. It's a you're struggling business out there. You're f-. I'd be like, thank you, thank you, or whatever your name is. But like, um, speaking of that, you never got your fucking hoodie. Yeah, and they don't. They post office does not know where I live, which I'm actually okay with because that tells me that they're they're, they're a little secret squirrel intelligence service sucks ass. Okay, well, but um, <laughs> well, for me as a business owner so so, so, no. this, so this one okay thought, so don't so this one just, i thought was never coming and it eventually came like 35 days later so it does still come what i can't have is someone because you're my friend what listen, someone i need else, the donation man like i need like I, put that towards donation i no i'm gonna send you a hoodie because well i need you you're my hearts and minds in florida you're my ambassador I need you to wear, and I know it's like 16,000 degrees down there, but on the off day in the winter when it might get below 80, I do need you to slap on a hoodie. So off camera, of course, 
you can give me an address and I'm going to order one and send it to you because I need you to be a brand ambassador for the church of Tom. You're right. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to rock the hoodie and the, in the two, in the two days that, you know, I can put that on and not die. You you never, you're receiving this email. Let's see. So I don't with it. So, Hmm. This is interesting. Email from YouTube. A facial recognition restriction. The terms of service already state mm-hmm. that you cannot collect any information that might identify a person without their permission. I mean, I do a podcast screen recorded, so. I'd... Whoops, you're well, already I mean, we'll violating. Zoom, well, Zoom now says it, so whatever. YouTube's right to monetize. <laughs> oh, that's so important. YouTube has the I right, saw this email YouTube already, has the right yeah, to monetize fun. any content on the platform, including those not in the YouTube partner program. That's yep. semantics for saying Tommy, because you know what? You know they what? can make ad revenue off of you. I thought I saw last week logged into one of my backup accounts. I could have sworn I clicked on an episode with you and I, and it was like two in the morning. I could have sworn an ad popped up and my heart skipped. But then it went by, and I was like, no, YouTube doesn't monetize me. It is possible that I am monetized, not for me. I Now, I don't remember where I first heard about this, but I heard rumors well, this, that they were this, floating this, that idea around well, already. Yeah, I, no, I, I saw that exact same email that you were talking about, um, and I was curious about it, But I remember a while back hearing that they were that they were playing around with the idea of doing wow, that. And there it is. They are you. they are going to tell you that you can't monetize so, your content, but they can. Correction: There are two types of people who don't deserve prayer. <laughs> Those who don't subscribe, and those who control that. Now that yeah, now that is some the- demonic. Yeah, whoever wrote that, guess what? Satan is is on the earth, walking around right there. They wrote that fucking policy. Are you fucking kidding me? It's are real. You, are you some? If somebody can get a screen recording of an ad playing on one of my videos on YouTube, you'll get a free hoodie. You know what? I like that. Is a really good way to. Good that, that's a great way to do that. That's a good incentive, right? You should actually. You should make sure that you clip that one part out right there and just upload that separately. That's, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Maybe we should just. Actually, you know, I'll just take a separate video right now. So, if anyone can get a screen recording of one of my videos of an advertisement playing before one of my videos on YouTube. Send it to Tommy's podcast at gmail.com. You'll get a free hoodie. And I'll upload that. Perfect. <laughs> Those motherfuckers do that. that. That's just, that's evil incarnate right there. What that we is will just... have to do is we won't talk about it on the podcast. We will have to find a way to big brain fight this. And I'm thinking somewhere, somehow I embed something so that they are running advertisements on videos that are less than ad worthy content and I know I'm not going to get a penny of it but we'll reach out to those advertisers like Under Armour or Geico and be like did you know your ads are running before an episode on satanic ritual abuse you know that's clever big brain war I I like that I like that you know and that's the that's the best way to do it is all the you know targeting ad revenue we will fight on the (laughs) we will fight on the hills We'll you know, one of my favorite church one of my favorite Churchill facts is the fact that he had that that speech going for a long time 
and and they just and and he they just weren't ready for Churchill. They were just like, now, now, Churchill, calm down, calm down. Chamber Neville's gonna Neville's gonna strike a deal. It's gonna be fine. And then they realized oh, that I Neville wasn't. And then they just let him do it. And then that the speech became famous. But he was doing that for a long time, and people just thought he was hyperbolic and crazy. It, it wasn't until the V two started hitting, you know, Main Street that they let Churchill off the off the leash. Right, you know, it's um, so like you say with Curtis LeMay, you know, it's like you, you don't let that guy run he, things. He usually choose whether or not you go to war. Yeah, but if you're in war, but, let him off. D- Dale doesn't choose whether or not we go kinetic with China, but if we are going kinetic with China, you take the leash off, and you say, "Dale, who go." Exactly. When, when Dale goes dark and leaders just start vanishing. <sighs> Fucking Dale. We were supposed to do an episode on Sunday, but uh, Dale's sick. He's a little under the weather. That's unfortunate. So, yeah. But um, but yeah, because I, I would imagine YouTube will go out of the way for the content creator themselves not to see any monetizations, which would be pretty easy. That wouldn't be an in-depth thing to have to do. They could just code it so that you don't see it on your channel yeah if anyone does see an advertisement if anyone sees something yeah yeah if if someone can screen record just pause the ad start you can't screenshot it because i can photoshop too motherfuckers screen record it if you find an ad do that and whoever is running that ad i will go back to that video and i'll put i can't change the video but i can change the description something that's what i can do and i can be like huh tell you this much it wasn't six million put that in there and be like did you know that you're running an ad on a holocaust denier you know what what, what was the um shit i that's, remember watching a long time full, full, time ago. full disclosure that's uh, that's a pirated line from tim dillon he goes it's, he goes david dobrik needs to kick it up a notch he needs to go on tucker carlson it's the and, greatest story never told. But he, he goes, he goes. David Dobrik needs to. He goes. He needs to stop apologizing. Tim Dillon has this great bit. He goes. He needs to stop apologizing, and instead, he needs to dig deeper. He needs to go on Tucker Carlson, and unprompted, when he says, "David is in the studio today." David, how you doing? He goes. David needs to look at the camera and say, "Kamala Harris is an N word." Beep. David, do you have anything else? He goes. You know, there's a lot of complex things in the world, but I'll tell you what wasn't complex is the fact that it wasn't six million. And then when he finally goes, David, what's on your mind lately? He goes, IQ, crime statistics, and the shapes of skulls. You That's know, not my line. But if there's an if there's an advertisement on one of my videos, I will take that transcript and put it in the description. I don't give. I'll, I will 100 percent do that. You know, I. I kind of hope that you find that on like the backup channel or something like that and can run it on there rather than risking that on the main one because I no. feel like... No, 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 no. I'll put it on here. I'll screen record it with the description. And then I'll change the description. But I'll send that video to the advertiser. I like where your head's at. Hey, that man. Right... If they want to go... I like more, it. What would what WWJJA do? WWJJAD. What would James Juice Angleton do? That's exactly what he would do. That's fucking beautiful. He'd light the wells on fire until the enemy retreats, and then he'd put out the fire. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spike the the garden with salt, and then I'm going to remove it. 
So now, now Google's going to have to tell the advertiser that they're lying. Just set the infighting <laughs> off. Just he said this. He said, rah, 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 rah. "This could all be avoided, YouTube. If you just gave me a pittance of monetization, this could yeah. all be avoided." It, it reminds me of uh, one, one of my favorite uh, Rock Hudson movies, um, To Brooke. I, I think okay. it came out in 1967. Yeah. And, and, the, and, and how it kind of ends towards the battle and everything, it's a little bit fictionalized. But one of my favorite uh, thing about that is it had, um, I think it was called like the Special Interrogations Group or whatever. It was basically a bunch of German-speaking Jews that were, you know, putting on German uniforms, going behind enemy lines and misdirecting and gathering intelligence and whatnot. And, you know, they're in Africa. And one of my favorite scenes in that movie is, you know, they just, they, they see two, I think it was like an Italian and a German column or whatever, and they just kind of mosey up in between the two and they set up some mortar tubes and they drop some mortars on these guys and they drop some mortars on those guys and then they just drive off and they all start shooting at each other and cause a massive friendly fire incident. I was just like, man, that's a that's, fucking great film. They don't make it quite like that anymore. That's what, that's what we're doing. We're just... And the thing is, is it could all. This isn't even an ideological ideological war. They could, they could buy me off by just giving me. Because they could just let you make money off your own shit, right? When you hit one thousand subscribers and four thousand view hours in the last three hundred and sixty-five days, you are allowed to be monetized. You apply for the YouTube Partner Program, the YPP. They should get back to you within seven days. There is a chance it might take up to thirty days. I applied for the YPP on October first, twenty twenty. Today is May twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-one. I do say they have forced me to cross the Rubicon. What drives me absolutely nuts about this, and I need to go and I, I don't know if I subbed the channel, and if I did, I got to find it again and send it to you. But just the other day, a freaking QAnon channel popped up uh, on like my recommended or whatever. Like, and I don't just mean like a little bit QAnon. I mean this was like a full on QAnon, like like all the like all the full on um, shit that I've heard watching the Q stuff. And it had a fucking check mark next to it. Yeah. Well, that's control opposition. Yeah, that's my first thought. I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how the fuck did this get recommended to me? Well, it's like everyone else I know got recommended to. Yeah. Yeah. It well, yeah. It was basically recommended. (laughs) Like, I wasn't sub to it. I like I wasn't even watching anything related. It was just there. And you have to subscribe to my podcast and be actively engaged in the comments for it to pop up and you're recommended. (laughs) Yeah, and and like I noticed, um, like your community posts, like when you post the um the the Donna Pleb Photoshop images that you made. Yeah, like I don't like if you if you didn't send me those images on Telegram, like I don't see your community posts until probably about three days later. Does does it pop up naturally for me to see? It's probably like three days later. These motherfuckers. But you know what? All I think that's doing is I think that's just forcing me to sharpen the blade more. That just means my content has to be that much better because I can't rely on I can't rely on clickbait thumbnails and I can't rely. If you log into YouTube without an account, I mean, what's the front page? It's always like Mr. Beast. It's always the Colbert Show. It's just a bunch of lukewarm, brain dead horse shit that isn't fit to be served to POWs. It's forcing me to have to become so good that the only way it exists is by people passing the, the, the links outside of YouTube through text or through word of mouth. So, although... And so, how do you get there? You basically have your own elite capture program. You, you, you pray, not, pray not for easier lives. Pray to be stronger men. That's just what we're doing. We're just going to take the JFK approach. And that's... that's yeah. We have to build the best sandbox. 
And then, you know, what that does, it attracts the best people who share it to the fellow best people who other people aspire to want to be. And so what do you do? Well, you go watch Tommy's podcast because that's where you learn from all of the ballers of the world that have come on to what, you know, what is now turned on to the, I believe it was Don the Pleb that referred to your podcast as like the nexus of the world. And you don't get credit for it yet because, (laughs) you know, that's, I, I didn't know that. Thank you, Don the Pleb jacking up my ego. Yeah. I mean, it really is. You, I mean, Ken Albeck. I mean, you you really have just about everyone on the fucking planet coming on here. It's all Soviet defector in the history. You are going to replace CFR. Like Council on Foreign Relations doesn't have shit next to this. We are CF, but you know what? It's kind of like conscription versus volunteer. Yeah, I would take one volunteer subscriber over a thousand conscripted (laughs) tonight on the Tonight Show. (laughs) Orange man, bad vaccine, good. White people, mm-hmm. how do we get rid of them? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I got this vaccine and I got, you know, I got a scratch off with it. And I got a scratch mm-hmm. off and I got a donut. A comorbidity is obesity. Mm-hmm. Get the vaccine, you stupid sheep. I'm going to burn you in a furnace, is what they're thinking. But, you know, I think I'd rather take one volunteer subscriber who volunteers and it's like, I love this channel, rather than the clickbait thumbnails. I bought a thousand Big Macs and then face fucked a dead puppy. Oh, on you know, it's just that's that's what I see when I see those thumbnails. The open mouths, the saturations turned up mm-hmm. with the white outline and the rainbow background. I bought a hundred MacBooks. Some big and my red da- arrow. Yeah, and my dad's angry because I maxed out the credit card, and it's the dad like, ah, and it's the mom like, and that's a hot girl with like cleavage, and she's like. And it's just like, like remember dude, when we were kids dude, and we just, just watched show, Viva La Bam, just, just fuck with his just uncle post Vito. Pictures of the train cars <laughs> from Kelm now while you're at it. Do you want real f- clickbait thumbnails? Maybe that's what we'll do. Is we'll start posting pictures of the finders burning kids alive, <laughs> screaming in Latin. Hey, you see there? See how that kid? See how their their uh, their second row of teeth hasn't come in yet? And see that's a really nice contrast to the the, the goat blood all over their little prepubescent hands. Is that what we got to do? Is YouTube forcing my hands? I think so. Real- you know, we're just trying to make sure that they get used to the smell of the iron in the blood my, and, the, and my, the burning hair. Let's my, be honest. My the smell of burning hair is very fucking unique. And, and the average, and you gotta it's a, yeah, it's like scotch. It's yeah. very much an acquired it's taste. Like you just kind of have to. Or the blood of the innocent that we drink. My investor is watching this video right now <laughs> going, hmm. You know, I didn't put this in the contract that he couldn't do this, but there might need to be an amendment. To which case I say, don't you dare, you pussy. Nut up. This is what's taking us to the moon or Guantanamo. Either or, nothing in between. There's no gray area. Or, you know what? I want to be in Guantanamo 2, moon edition. You know, like that's... Ooh, with Charlie Duke, who's walked on the moon. Joe Rogan hasn't had an Apollo astronaut on the walk the moon. The goddamn moon people! There's four living today. I've had on one of them two times. Had on Ken Albeck, Mike Durant, the Black Hawk Down guy. I mean, what the fuck is Joe Rogan even doing with this? I life mean, I had on the I mean, guy like, who's in doing? charge of the rover program of NASA. Tomorrow, I'm having on for the second time Dr. Lawrence Byrne, who, after he was the VP of R&D of GM for 20 years, he went and worked for a little-known organization called DARPA. He's coming back on for the second time. You know how much the first video has? 37 views, because this world is brain dead. 
What the fuck? What the fuck? This guy spearheaded autonomous driving. Dr. Lawrence Burns coming on tomorrow. Yeah. And so I think what you just, you, you just once again. See, I, I, I know you like something. I, I love yelling. It's the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. But Listen up, ladies just, and gentlemen. You got to put on the full armor of God because they are you, drinking the blood of the kids. You just made the perfect. You know, example of, of why you have to basically, and I don't know if Twitch is even the best place to do this. I'm Twitch sure there's an alternative. I tried to get on last summer. Yeah, you'd probably, uh, I know Because I'm not an e-girl. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, alternative VTuber. We could make you a VTuber. I don't even know what that is. Okay, okay so people thought I was crazy at first, and I thought this was crazy too. So there's like these, they're called VTubers. And it's basically like some some chick that has an anime avatar, and it's, it moves and everything. It has a little camera, it tracks them, moves with them. And I, I was like, oh, that that that's cute or whatever. And then I saw how much they make in like one fucking stream. You would not fucking believe how much these fucking bitches make. All right, it, it's and a lot of them they work for some company. It's you know basically you know whores and there's a pimp. You know it's basically the same thing. But you know and they get a cut. But holy fucking shit, these channels blow the fuck up and they are making bank. I mean, we're talking like 10, 20k a stream sometimes. And it's like some really retard fucking figures. So that's what we do. We make you an anime princess. Okay. All right. We get you a Twitch channel or, okay. or what the fuck ever. Maybe we put it on D Live. Everyone hates D Live too, but you know what? You might survive a little bit longer on there. You're a VTuber now. Everyone's coming in just because they think anime princess. They don't know. They have no fucking no idea coming. that you're about to lay on God knows how many decades worth of DARPA fucking knowledge on their ass. And and then they're going to have to find out that, you know what, this anime princess that I've, I've been watching, you know, slit motherfuckers throats and Hitman while talking about DARPA. Yeah. You know what? You know, that's actually a crazy Irish dude, a fucking, you know, Irish American dude that like talks to, you know, so do astronauts I, and so dark motherfuckers. I just got to get a voice modulator and then an avatar so they don't see me. And it's just yes. me with big tits, like Instagram filter skin. And I'm like, oh, look, hi, welcome, welcome to TBC. But I'm actually, but the actual, if you pay attention to the text, it's like, if you pay attention to the text, it's like, you know, it's like, did you know Admiral Bird? Took down three <laughs> aircraft carriers to Antarctica in 1947 to take over New Schwabia. Foo Fighters! By the scientists. Foo Fighters, the next war will be fought with craft going from port to port at incredible speed. Flying saucers, given that they exist, are not for many power constructed on Earth. Harry S. Truman. Meanwhile, dude, it's just me with big old tits and like tee and like a puppy dude, with if, big if eyes. You did, if I got to go pee, David, ten, monologue. I got to pee. All right. So if, if Tommy here, and this is why, okay, you the fans, you have, have stuck through this, this digital schizophrenia long enough oh. to get here. All right. Listen, you guys got to lobby Tommy. You got to get on there and you got to tell him, Tommy, you have to be an anime princess. You have to be making the kind of bank that those VTubers make. Seriously. If if you want to like lose a little bit of faith in humanity, go 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 look up how much they make. Seriously, you, should, you should just look it up. Just see how much people throw at, at at anime princesses playing Minecraft. And once you understand that, you'll understand that you know while while Tommy has the most fire merch on the fucking planet, if he were to donate ten percent of every anime princess VTuber stream to human trafficking, I'm sorry, anti-human trafficking causes um, or, or anything similar to that, all right? We could be changing the world with as few as two to three anime princesses. That's all we need. 
we need we just need like two or three you know and if we can get tommy doing it maybe we get done you know like an anime princess avatar or you know something like that it'll be cute i've seen some of the photoshop stuff that tommy's been doing where where he made don look like halfway like, and the eye told stuff's really good but he also did one where kind of enlarged the eyes and made them look like halfway uh in between a wood elf from oblivion uh, and anime princess and you know, I actually I take back everything I said about the idea of starting or, or, or building a game, anything like that. That's it's all wasted effort and resources. All we really need are the VTuber avatars and the voice modulators, and we can red pill entire generations coming up just wanting to to watch Minecraft videos, and they will learn that the CIA's original director was a fictional inside joke character named Roscoe and he didn't actually exist. It was just, a, it's just an inside joke. He's not, he's not real. Never happened. Um, it was actually, you know, it was just a joke that Alan Dulles came up with um, to distract people from the fact that he was having Heinrich Himmler's staff car smuggled into the United States, which different story for another time. You should go check out Kevin Ship. And his content, he'll talk about that. You know, he he, you know, he'll talk about, you know, Heinrich Himmler's car, and you know, like deer gun from World War Two. You know, you screwed a barrel on, you know, you screwed a barrel off, put nine millimeter and screw it back on. You know how these were like buried in his yard, and he started coming up through the yard. You know, great stuff, great, great, great stories he has. But going back to the point, we are going to solve this war with his with with just a few anime princesses, and, and that's what. You know, I was thinking, what if we dish. <clears throat> What if, you know, it'd be like a, you know, in like middle school, and like the teacher goes around the class, and it's like, all right, you're gonna read, you're gonna be this character, you're gonna be, you read like whatever, like fucking Romeo and Juliet, you know, like you have, you, you are this, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What I need to do is, I need to get like, you know how the, the White House War Room was wired for uh, the the Cuban Missile Crisis. You can go in and actually listen to the conversations. Between uh, LeMay, JFK, RFK, maybe what we need to do is do that and just take turns reading. We'll play different characters, but it'll just be me, Charlie Duke, Mike Durant, and Ken Alabeck. And then behind me will just be a picture of like the Finders cult, like holding a goat head up with a bunch of kids covered in blood. And what we'll do is we'll just sit around taking turns i'll be like i'll be jfk you'd be lemay and we'll just take turns reading you know it'll just be us reading the transcript of finding nukes on cuba while in the background there's just a picture of men in white robes who just raped some kids to death Thoughts? you know it, it's out there it, it's one of those things that it, it's so far out there we can do it and, and all we, we don't need invite tommy to the board meetings anymore you know and, and that that's why we made Tommy a VTuber, you know, avatar, so that you know he can he can soften his look and, and appear like a, a a beautiful anime princess as he spouts off the the most psychopathic shit. That you know, like I, I come on here sometimes, and I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna reel in my psychopathy just a little bit, and, th and then you know, like the five hour podcast, you just go straight and want to nuke people, and that's why I think the solution to this is we just we adopt that anime VTuber avatars and. and and that'll be like our version of the pink sweater. We're like, you know what, Bill yes. Gates? I see I see your pink sweater I game. Through it. I respect it. I'm going to the next level. I respect it for I'm what an, it is. I'm an anime princess now. I don't I don't like him, but I respect it. You put on like the, that Argyle sweater 
and you can go up there and talk about, you know, there are a lot of people on this world and, you know, do we need all of them? And you can talk about the most insane shit. Okay. Game, res- game respects game. Take it up a notch. It's just Let's me, take it up. Big tits, a two inch diameter waist, <laughs> a puppy with big eyes. And I'm thinking we're, what's the background? Are we just like in like Whoville or like the Keebler elf tree or something? You know, like, I th- hey, hey, thank you for coming today. I, I do like to keep Blair Elf Tree. That's it. Maybe we have an intro like Mr. Rogers will be like, will you be my friend? You know, welcome to the neighborhood. You know, you know, uh, General Lemnitzer said that if we just blew up a couple planes over Miami and shot up some schools, we could blame it on the Cubans. And thus we'd have a pretext for war. Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> Talk about shit. Like, and it can't be—it can't be opinion or speculation. We just have to read declassified documents and be like, "This is from them." Did you know a bunch of wealthy movers and shakers got together on Jekyll Island in 1913? What did they want to do? What were they putting together? Who knows? Let's go into it. When everything the American populace believes is fake, our mission will be complete. CIA Director William Casey. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, if, if that isn't the, you know, going back to Thomas Jefferson and, you know, enslaving the mind of man itself, you know, the, the idea that we're just going, we are going to falsify everything to the point that there is no truth in it. Yeah. Or, or, or even better, you know, you, you go to the, the absolute extreme of that, you subvert the language to the point where you don't even have words to express like a concept of time you know what if what if we just what if we reduced language to like a you know a bunch of grunts and you know swahili you know really rural swahili swahili clicks yeah like i mean you know like what would that do to a culture after a while what if you just do to their brains if we just you know, fed them if we just fed them soil and green if they didn't even have the words to describe the tyranny we do to them, you know, then they, they wouldn't be able to complain, right? Well, if they're never allowed to leave the pod, how can they compare anything or contrast it? I can they can't. It. My tummy's gurgling. How we wouldn't they... let the slaves read, right? <laughs> no, Massa. I wouldn't need a read. <laughs> I wouldn't need a read. No, right. No, I understand, Massa, Massa Jefferson Davis. I do understand. There, Yeah, there was an actual, there's a an interview like a voice recording I listened to and it's of a former slave to Jefferson Davis talking and you realize just how bad it is it's bad mm-hmm. enough that slavery existed it's my stomach is making a lot of noises it's bad enough or it's even worse when you realize that it's like Stockholm Syndrome They're like Jefferson yeah. Davis was a good man he allowed us to read mm-hmm. he allowed us to write and you realize like dude that's your God given right you, you don't yeah. need you don't need man to give it to you. You that is that is you were endowed with that power by the creator. You don't That that's the oh. you know and going back to saying like you need to be able to put yourself into the mindset of the psychopath. Yeah. And, and I don't mean just the low level psychopath either. And that's important because you know those are the ones that are going to be a more immediate threat they can't control themselves as well um they might just lunge out at you and like actually attack you but the ones you really need to worry about are the ones that have their shit together and the ones that have their shit together and think things through think about it at that level of well what if we just you know what if we get rid of people's ability to read and write and reduce their language to a bunch of swahili grunts well then guess what they can't even express 
um this is tyranny they have no idea they would you know that that right there is the kind of the knowledge of evil that we lost and it's like i remember you know when i was being taught about you know how evil slavery was in school i mean yeah you were starting to see the you know the social justice and the progressivism creep in but that was still an incredibly important point that they would stress it wasn't you know you know that it was all some racial game this that and the other thing it was the fact that there was an elite educated class it looked down and it wasn't just blacks there were irish you know we were the the potato nigs um you know we're out there um getting told the same stuff and that's one of the reasons why they ended up liking the blacks so much because guess what the irish well you know what they kind of speak enough english they can kind of read some english and they kind of figure it out and they become some unruly fucking assholes after a while yeah. you know it just becomes easier to get somebody that you know doesn't know how to read and write um you know it's just that mindset yeah it's pure demonic and it's one of those things that like the average person is never even going to be in a position where they will ever contemplate that grand strategic level of evil and total control yeah but there are people out there that have always thought that way and they still exist today yeah which is why you need to buy the hoodies to fight them yeah. Exactly. I think there's like Buy the hoodies, subscribe, and, and and remember to tell Tommy that if he were to become a VTuber anime princess, that the ten percent that he oh. would make every stream would unfortunately, and, and it's a sad, sad okay. effect that that would make more than the hoodies when the hoodies are clearly superior in, in every way as an artistic form. But you know what? This is the world we live in, and we got to fight this war do with you, goddamn anime VTuber princess. When I send you a hoodie, do you want this one or the other one? You know, this one, this one, I, I'm actually, I, I, I like that one. That's a, one's in the inside. That's pretty. Check out the inside. Got that blue, got that blue, blue. I, th yeah, the contrast on that one's just perfect, man. That's. I mean, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good, right? I like it, man. Like it, the colors, they just work and. It, it reminds me, and the other one reminded me of this too, but it just, it reminds me of my 40K. You know, I'm a 40K nerd. You know, um, I, I'm not going to say Magnus did nothing wrong because Magnus did a whole lot wrong. And one day you'll understand what I mean by that. Yeah. But, um, you know, they have a, a legion called the Thousand Sons and, and they're, the, they're the wizards. They're the they're esoteric, you know, guys they are talking about. You, you read the book and they're starting, they're talking about as above, so below. And, you know, there's a lot of 40K books where it's like you read it and you're like, yeah, there's some Masonic, there's, there's, there's like some Masonic shit going on in here. That one's like full on. They, they like the guys that wrote that shit, they're a cult. Like they're all into the occult. They know what the fuck they're doing. And, it's one of the reasons I love 40k is it's just you know you can you can tell that the people that wrote it are the people that are into shit. It might become a meme that as I get bigger guests, you know, it might become a meme that the channel isn't bigger. Like if I can get on like a former president or something, and I have like seven thousand subscribers you know if i have on like jim mattis and it sits at like 94 views or something that might become the meme in itself that, that, i mean it already kind of that was the you know the meme that popped in my head when i started looking through you know all the people you'd had on when i first discovered your channel through donna's i'm just like how the like how the fuck motherfuckers and then you and my and then they monetize your shit on <laughs> mike if they do that i hope they do uh they, they are walking into the trap if they do that because guess what? I will capitalize on that PR. Hey, 
They're I'll, the one. They I'll notified a, you that they're doing a, it. I'll start a parallel channel being like, did you know Geico supports satanic ritual abuse? Did you know Geico's concerned with the shape of your skull? I'll fucking start that. Because I can't be faulted for that. What am I going to do? Be demonetized? How many Adpocalypse? I know there was Adpocalypse 1. There was Adpocalypse. I don't know how many Adpocalypses there have been. We've always but, been at war with Eurasia. Yeah, ex- ex- it exactly. Matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Dude. You know, but, it's, but, you know, that aside, though, every time there is one of those that pops off, the, the beauty of it is every fucking creator feels it. Even the people on the fence that try very hard to be on the fence so that they can still get some of that. Some of that shit. They feel it. Yeah, you they know, feel it. You know, again, it might be the, 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 the sharpened blade. By not being monetized and being forced to go out and find a private <clears throat> investor, by being forced to put forward my original designs and sell... I have forced to be independent from them. There is no welfare teat that I suck. Yeah. It doesn't matter what content I put out. I'll always get those Geico ads and those Wawa ads. Well, if I never had those to be, you know, like, oh, you, you adopted the dog. Yeah, I was born mm-hmm. in the shadows. They belong to yeah. me. Yeah, I, I mean, I you look at the average creator. They don't have to build a network the way that you're building a fucking network. They're given it. They're just, they're just, you got, you have to actively, uh, Ask YouTube to not recommend Mr. Beast to you. It's just him with, I bought 11 pizzas and then skull fucked a homeless man. And it's just red arrow as it shows him putting his dick into the eye socket of a homeless man named Scat. And it's just like, that gets put on the front page. Here's a man who walked on the moon talking about what it's like to sit on top of a Saturn V as he goes Mach 30. Best I can do is 87 views. Best. Best you know, scenario. Ken Albeck yeah. talking about putting Ebola in ICBMs. You let's, know, the, let's see what that's at. No, let's see what it's at. I'm sorry. And, Get a little and, passionate. And, and, the, and the best part, too, is that one of these days, one, you know, those guests are going to return and they're going to be like, Tommy, where the fuck did you go and why is there this anime princess here? And, like, and, the anime, and, and the anime presence is just going to be like, don't worry. The views on this is going to be don't insane worry. compared don't worry. to the-, <laughs> the sales are great. It's been up for five days and 18 hours. We're sitting at 80 views with Dr. Ken Albeck, the highest level defector from the Soviet Union in the Period. history of the Cold War. I mean, it, it, listen, I, mean it, it, I, I don't. I don't know what else to do other than get you a VTuber avatar. Like that's that's the that's the only way I can think of that we that we, we just we punch them in the face and, and we make them have on, to have to deal with I it. I can get on Chauvin before Yosef fail. <laughs> what if I had Chauvin on today, the one year anniversary of George Floyd's death? Oh, did you hear? Uh, I, I don't know. He's just on here in chains. And this, like, so this was. So this was kind of a developing thing. I don't know uh, like how far this has gone, but apparently, uh, in George, was it George George Floyd Square or whatever? Someone's been shot. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I think it was like wait, a journalist wait, or wait, something. David, is George Floyd the guy who pistol whipped a pregnant woman after breaking and entering into her house? Are we talking about the same George Floyd? I, you mean you mean Saint George Floyd? The um, 
of the a guy from Don Server. I, I, there was a meme posted of it was like a medieval George Floyd as a knight, and and uh, one of the guys on Don Server just said like uh, the order of the the false opioid or something like that because <laughs> it oh, was fentanyl Floyd, Floyd. The Floydy, the and now it, it is important to point out that just because he was a crim. No, I mean, I think Chauvin should go to jail because what if it wasn't Floyd? What if it was me? What if it was you? What if it was someone I want to see Kim Potter on because, you know, that, that was great. forget that this, that guy literally pistol whipped a pregnant woman and then held a gun to her stomach and said, if you yell, I'll shoot and then robbed her home. Yeah. And, I'm but not you saying know what? Chauvin shouldn't go to jail. But, he, but I am he, saying, remember who you're glorifying. Yeah. You know, and that's the if important thing we tear thing down Confederate statues because we can't forget who these great generals were, then why are we painting murals of a guy who pistol whipped a pregnant woman and then put a gun to her stomach? And, and then there's also the fact that, you know, the State Department, uh, what was it, thing got leaked recently saying that, you know, they, they're going to, uh, what was it, fly like a Black Lives Matter flag and that they're supporting that movement and whatnot. It's like, you know, going back to what I just said, all the people that should be doing counterintelligence can't do counterintelligence Fear of being because political. it would be political. What you can do is you can come on to this podcast and do an interview and we can talk about theoretical Minecraft servers. Yeah, you know, come on, cover your face, get a, get a VTuber avatar and a voice a modulator. You know, that too. Wear it back root, backwards, just you know, pull it up over your face. That too, you know. Um, or, you know, contact Veritas tips at protonmail.com, you know, do literally anything because for the love of fucking Christ, I'm running out, out of options outside of Minecraft here. And it's just, you know, I, you know, you, more you, and you, more. You, I know you, you hear Tommy. It's like, you know, Tommy's not, he's going to stop having me on because I just, I, I, you know, I, I can, there's a million ways that I can explain don't, this don't get me in a video don't, game. Don't get me, but... <laughs> David, please don't get me removed. Don't get exactly. Me removed. So, and, and that's why Let your you know, love the... for me, Trump, your hatred for them. Exactly. And, and, and that's why like, I'm trying my best to be a good boy here. And, and that's why you as, as the, as the spooks that are watching this need to do your fucking job because we're doing our job. And you know, you can clearly, come on the podcast and just talk not as a CIA officer. Just come on here, and you can be Kevin. Exactly. Hey, just, I've had on guys like Dale who didn't work for the CIA; they worked for OGA. You can do the same. Exactly. Any, you know any, what I mean? NRO, DIA, it can all be OGA. Motherfuckers. You know, I, you know, I, motherfuckers. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Don't be. A, you know. You know what I really want. This is this is how I view like the the apex of my career when we take back the the national security complex and industry. I want to get one of those like hover round scooters that like fat people at at the grocery store get, and I want to put in the the essentially robot brain from like a Gen One Roomba okay. and the little bumpers on it. And I just want to ride that. And I also want to have like police lights and a little siren on. And I just want to ride around on the seventh floor of, of some intelligence community building. And I just want to come into some dude's office and, and just bump up against his fucking desk like 9,000 times as I just sit there. So, like, where are you doing? Where are you doing to fight the Chinese today? Where are you doing to fight the communists today? Where are you doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where are you doing today? You're not, you're not like, you know, 
you're, you're anti-human trafficking, right? You're not accidentally trafficking. Because I know we, we've, you know, I, there's been some, there's, you know, there's, yeah, there, there's been some complications, you know, there have been some mistakes in the past, you know, yeah, and just bump, yeah, just constantly just bumping into his shit. And then, like, I don't even decide when I leave. The Roomba brain decides when I leave his office and go to the next motherfucker. That's my ideal job. That's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I'll have just, a little microwave on the back. I, I love, it's like one of those little scooters. What are those called? The the um, hover round? No, no, no. They're uh, they have a name. Rascals. Yeah, yeah that's rascals. It. Yeah. No, but we'll make the Roscos the <laughs> the Hill and Ke- the Hill and Keter model. Is it just bumps around and it's like <clears throat> just we're like six hundred pounds and it's like what are you doing in it? Whoop 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 whoop. Aruga. You know, I, I want to ride that through like the CIA library with that super, fat ass fucking librarian yeah, super that got annoying, that fucking ad. It has a super. <laughs> I want to knock over all of his books. <laughs> it has a super annoying like Adam Sandler soundboard. It's like, what are you doing? Oh no, that's perfect. That is <laughs> absolutely torturing people with Adam Sandler. That it's is the way fucking, to do it. That's the way we go. <laughs> we don't even choose the Roomba chooses. I had, the Roomba chooses when I leave this room. The Roomba sent me to make me. sure. This Roomba CIA was coded, is trafficking kids. This Roomba was coded by a black Muslim, so don't you dare dislike its trajectory or algorithms. Just constantly just knocking in the shit, yeah. <laughs> bump, bump into the wall. Just dump, dump. It pulls like uh, Frank Wisner and it just throws you out of the seventh floor window. <laughs> right out of the CIA. No, that that'll be that'll be the uh, the Stanley McChrystal and John Brennan pulling a Michael Hastings on yeah. the fucking uh, on the, the on the Roscoe <laughs> on the Roscoe the Roscoe accelerates to 120 miles an hour. <laughs> you hit an oak tree and the engine block goes flying three <laughs> three blocks, and it's just like, huh? I wonder what we don't understand. It was just like it was a little electric motor from a hover wrap, but somehow it managed to do 120. And, How did and- that Roscoe get up to 120? You know, and it's classified because somehow he made the whole thing run on water. There's, yeah, Tom Ogle. It just, it just, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like the, 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 the traffic camera. You're going so fast, it only catches like three frames. I think there was like a, wasn't there a South Park episode where Timmy, the, the cripple in the wheelchair, it was, it was basically a ripoff of speed. Or he's in the fucking wheelchair, and if the wheelchair stops moving, the bomb goes. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a black and white CCTV of you. It's like you on the horizon. There's one blurry frame of you in the middle. And then the last frame is just super, it's just white because the exposure from the explosion is just like you on two wheels. And it's like, <laughs> but then it's just like JFK. By Oliver Stone, it's like now nah, we're through the looking glass now. See Roscoe's, Roscoe's have a top speed of seven miles an hour, and you can see the conical moisture indicating that, that this Roscoe broke the speed of sound. Now, now how, Mr. President, did this happen? We're through the looking glass now, people. Black well, is white, see, and white is uh, black. Roscoe's well, are rascals, and rascals are Roscoe. Unfortunately, due to the destabilizing nature of water-powered vehicles, um, that is classified because to do so, it would completely destabilize the, the aerospace industry and the petrodollar. And so, it's a, I'm, I'm sorry, we just can't answer, answer that question. It's classified for national security reasons why a, a, a Space Station 13 janitor flew a hover round out the window 
of an intelligence community building. What if we found the exact hotel? Was it Frank Wisner that was thrown out of the window? Who was it? You know um, who I'm um, talking about, right? James Forrestal. Was it, is I the thought one Forrestal committed suicide. Uh, well, that's No, no, he didn't debate. jump out of the window. No, who's he was, the CIA? He was thrown out of the window.